all these other things that we've got to do. You, you've got to keep moving on. But there's some people, like Steve Pierce, who don't like to move on. For some reason, he really wants that position. He really likes that position. I didn't run in 2018. I decided to go ahead and run uh, this year. I told Harvey Yates. I told uh, Steve Pierce. I told everybody that I was going to go ahead and run. I wanted to run the party. I thought we could uh, do the right thing and push back on Michelle Lujan Grisham. I think the other two people who entered, Jeff Snyder, who got thrown out for calling Trump supporters Nazis out of the Bernalillo County GOP. Like he literally, called me a communist, so I mean, that's he literally part of the ran third. The only reason for him even running in the party uh, was to try to do whatever he possibly could to prevent me uh, from winning. There's no other thing. At 3:42, he submits his his uh, candidacy for the New Mexico GOP chairmanship. I don't ever remember him saying that he wanted to run. And what the hell is Eric Lucero doing in this in this race? You'll, you've never heard of him. You'll never hear from him again. Eight votes, doesn't return phone calls, and, you know, I'm a great communicator. We do it every single day on the radio. We do it on social media. We do it on our platform. You've got to communicate. Love me or hate me. You listen to me. You disagree with me. You agree with me. You can pick up the phone and call me. I don't care. What I do know going forward, and here's, here's, here's what I can say to you, is I am effectively the leader of the conservative movement here in the state of New Mexico, and more importantly, for the city of Albuquerque. Now, we have to push back on the mayor. We have to push back on the city council. And most importantly, we have to take over the mayor's race next year. Now, we're not going to do that with a Democrat. Sorry, Manny Gonzalez, if you want to register as a Republican or as an independent, but not as a Democrat. It really is that simple. The Democrat Party is a party of corruption. It really is. I, I wish we could say the Republican Party wasn't the party of corruption. <laughs> You know, after what what I've been seeing, but um, hey, we'll let them all sort it out. I don't have standing in the Republican Party. Okay, so one of the things that should be said is I don't have the the room to like vent or you know be angry or any of that kind of stuff. I just I can't do anything. I'm literally powerless. Like there was an opportunity for the voice of the people to be heard uh, within the Republican Party, and we could have changed it into a whole different thing. Uh, one of the, the Maybe at the very worst, Steve Pierce will see my platform, the information that I put forth, which he is available 100%. He's got free reign to go to rockoftalk.chat, look at that and say, you know what, maybe we should do it, idiot, idiot, go and say it. You know, I fine. That'd be great. I'd be happy to help Steve. I'd be happy to help whoever's uh, on board with that because we, I'm tired of living in this you-know-what hole. I'm literally sick of it. And I don't see the Republican Party doing anything but doing things for themselves. It was a disaster. Nothing short of disasters. We're sitting there. Like, how long does it count? How long does it take for you to count 172 votes? You know, eight times in different races. Not very long. And we're sitting here talking about impounding votes. Come on, people. Of course, we could do better. It's really easy. I literally zapped a video to everybody within the last hour. I communicated to everybody evenly. People are sending me horrible things, and other people are sending me like, well, Eddie, I really appreciate you reaching out, and it's a great video. I'm going to vote for you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. At least we're communicating. At least there's a conversation, and at least there's a fight. That's most important. So we'll leave it there. Uh, there's really not el anything else for me to communicate. I, I'm very uh, happy about the fact that I get to do this uh, daily uh, here on the radio station. I spent most of my day working on the radio station, and there you go, uh, actually working on the radio station itself. We continue to try to repair 
93.7. I've got some other things that are uh, going on as well. And uh, I, for one, uh, am very optimistic about the future. If you guys will get involved, and literally, if you wanted to be a keyboard warrior but you hate social media and you wanted to do everything, it's as easy as going to www.rockoftalk.chat. We work hard. We get information out, and uh, you can see our videos. You've started to see videos of me uh, performing the, I shouldn't say performing, but doing the show uh, each and every day. So we'll leave it there. If there's any texts or anything that come come in, uh, you're welcome to text me anytime, 550-5500. We stay upbeat. We stay optimistic, and I want to go to Georgia. If anybody has any good ideas about how to get I know someone in Georgia who was on the ground uh, uh, knocking doors right now, so maybe I can get you guys in, in touch. I think we need to get as many New Mexicans as we possibly can. Forget the shutdown or forget the quarantine or any of this stuff. They need you. Your country needs you, folks. If you ever wanted a chance to be George Washington or, you know, a founding father, this this is it. This is your time. This is your time when you should go. And if I have to just send people down there to do it, if we, if we have to arrange and help work with people, whatever we have to do, but we cannot allow those two Senate seats to go to those Democrats because that will ruin this country possibly forever when there may be no taking it back. That's how important those elections are. That's what we need to be focused on going forward. Not not, not who's chair of the party, <laughs> not who's running. I think, why are we having this damn election right now? Like the COVID shutdown, they cut off registration 10 days ahead of time, like all this stuff. I'm like, Wow. Oh, yeah, this sounds just like the Democrats. Didn't the Democrats do that? We should have delayed the election this year. We're on total shut. No, let's just start mailing in. At least the Democrats had the good sense to say, hey, you know what? We'll let everybody participate. We'll have 180% participation rate. We're going to get Joe Biden, the boringest guy in history, to get more (laughs) votes than anybody else in history. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to let everybody mail in their ballots for three weeks. Where are you know, the Republican Party couldn't even adopt that. They're like, no, cut off the tent. You've got to show it up, show off. And we're literally holding 180 people hostage for two hours as we're waiting for the results. Hilarious. Hilarious. How about a mail-in ballot? How about, how about touching all 525 people in the state instead of having 33 34% uh, interest in, in, in the race? How about not allowing Steve Pierce, who's one of the candidates for the chairman, to talk for 20 minutes while people are voting? <laughs> oh, that was curious. Okay. <laughs> How about letting Eddie Aragon vote? I mean, I mm. couldn't shut up once they let me. They finally let me in the chat. <laughs> they shut me out. Mr. The, Aragon, we're muting you, Mr. Aragon. The, Mr. E, Aragon. the ED literally cut me off uh, six seconds ahead of time, and she, she shut her screen as if she didn't have to acknowledge me or whatever. She's, wow. she's ridiculous. But the, the problem is, is ridiculous people generally know they're pretty ridiculous. You know, <laughs> helps. Uh, I won't even I won't even give her the the the, the good thing to properly identify her because most people dissipate into oblivion and most people are forgotten, and she will certainly be one of them. There's no doubt about it. Some people are fighting fights for the last umpteen years. They're fighting factions. They get everybody else involved, and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You ever have somebody come to you and they're like, "Oh, well." Do you know what that person did to me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not really, and I don't really care. Is it any of my business? And why am I interested? And why are you dragging everybody else into your little fight? Like, what kind of what is this? Some sort of gang? You know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't really care what happened to you. I mean, likely you probably deserved it. Had it coming to you anyway. So, like, think about that. If you put yourself in that position, that's sort of the way that it goes, right? 
So let's let's move on. Let's get past the entire thing altogether, and let's focus on the conservative message. Let's save Georgia. Let's save this country. Let's try to save New Mexico, folks. I don't think this is the time to get burnt out, and I realize how difficult it is for so many of you. You've been inundated with political nonsense, headlines, anti-Trump, pro-Trump, in your face, out of your face, Antifa, BLM. You're sick of it, and all the while they're shutting you down. They're strapping a mask over your face. We can't understand what you say. We have no idea what you look like anymore. Your identity has been removed, which is part of the purpose of Joe Biden's 100 days. They hate you. The media hates you. The political parties hate you. Everybody hates you but Donald Trump and Jesus Christ. They're like the only two people who are working on your behalf, and maybe me in in doubt on a good day when we're feeling pretty good. Do you know that? Do you know how much your president loves you? Do you know how much your president has done for you and for this country? I feel so incredibly bad for our president. He's such a good man. He is, I, am, I am so thoroughly impressed with Donald J. Trump as a president, as a man, as a businessman, as a man who's had to pick himself up umpteen times, as a man who's filed bankruptcy, as a man who's employed literally tens of thousands of people, as a man who is so giving. And look at his kids and how much they love him. You want to know the true mark of a man? I'll give it to you. How much do his children love him? That is it. What are you doing to get those kids? I love my dad. You know how my dad knows he's a great guy? Because I talk to my dad daily. Because I let him know, wow, what a great person he is. Because I still talk to him. How many of you guys aren't talking to your parents, your dads, or your moms? We're sitting here in Christmas. And you're looking for excuses. Well, they voted for Trump. Well, they voted for, I don't know, Hillary. Who cares? Honestly, who cares? If you're not talking to your family, all right, you better have a damn good reason. And I, I definitely have good reasons for not talking to certain parts of my family because what, what's, what's one of those Ten Commandments? Honor thy mother and thy father. That's the most important thing. And your children will tell you how good of a job you're doing. Not whether you win this or win that or you know, if you've got this uh, all-important view in the world, I mean, you could be just a giant a-hole. They're like, well, I, I don't really like my dad. I don't really like my mom. That's the most important thing. And I see Donald Trump, and I see his kids. His kids are out defending him in media. Don Jr., you've got Eric. Even their wives are all defending Donald Trump, who really doesn't need to be defended. He should be celebrated. I, I can't believe we are going to put the one man out of the White House that we needed more than anybody and anything at any time. He is literally going to be the foundation for the next 250 years of this country if you take the opportunity to not let him be forgotten. They're burying him in the media. They're burying him in the papers. They aren't mentioning him. All they can talk about is Joe Biden. Nobody cares about Joe Biden. (laughs) You want to know the mark of a bad man? Look at Joe Biden's kids. That's all I have to say. I don't have to say anything else. And for those of you, especially QAnons and the rest of you out there who have, like, delved deep into the 
the darkest parts of the Internet and have seen the things that you've seen with Hunter Biden, you know how bad a person Hunter Biden is. You know it. Donald Trump, children, good. Hunter Biden, children, bad. Very bad. I would say that that, uh, Joe Biden's wife is a terrible person. Go read the history of a brown Corvette. Brown Corvette. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Like, this is all, these politicians who are willing to, like, you know, go this way and that way against all these other people, and like, well, I come off this good. Like, I can't, I would never vote for you because you're a terrible father. I mean, you're a terrible father. That's really it. Now, there's all sorts of people who have different little peccadillos in their background and things, but unless you have the full story, you don't really understand that. But if you can tell the person loves his kids and loves his parents, that's the number one thing. How many times have you seen Donald Trump talk about his dad and his mom and his family and his sisters? Many times. How about his brother that he lost recently? And the other brother who was an alcoholic. This is a man with great love for his family, and only that kind of man could have great, true love for his country. Real philos, a love for this country that breaks down all barriers. I can't believe we're about to lose this man. We're six days away from the certification of the Electoral College. It looks like the Georgia ruling is going to get thrown out. Looked like uh, Sidney, what's her last name? Powell. Sidney Powell. I was going to say Sidney Pollack, but he died uh, recently, about what, Director, yeah. eight, nine years ago. Great movie. I, mean, I loved him in, uh, you know, Eyes Wide Shut. My favorite acting, movie, yeah. uh, Michael Clayton. You saw him. Yeah, oh, that. very good. Very good. Love the way he handles uh, his roles. But, but, folks, there it is. We're about to get rid of him. Maybe you can do something to help. Maybe maybe it was since we're all shut down, we're furloughed, we don't have anything to do. Maybe Maybe we can figure out where we're at, and we can go and do whatever we possibly can to save this country and get those two senators elected. Maybe we can do just that little bit. 550-5500. That's 550-5500 here in the Kiva. We've got lots of stuff to get to here this afternoon, including the Rona, New Mexico. We'll give you the latest updates and businesses are suffering, folks. Whatever you can do to patronize our advertisers, we'd appreciate that. Kids, too. Uh, if you want to sign up uh, and patronize our station, you can go to rockoftalk.chat. Uh, we'll talk about Roadrunner Food Bank. Uh, they're doing, you know, unbelievable work to try and get it out. A lot of people are donating over at uh, Legacy Church, Steve Smotherman over there. Whatever you can, uh, start taking inventory of absolutely everything. It could be a long, dark winter, and we're going to need every little bit of your help. We all got to band together wherever we happen to be, and fight back against this terrible governor, the terrible shutdown, and what she is also doing to our economy. 424, back in three. Here it is, fall in New Mexico, and the real estate market is different than past years. This year, we have fantastic interest rates, high buyer demand for homes, and we need more homes for sale on the market. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the seven reasons to sell now. If you're thinking of selling sometime, maybe even next spring, Let's start the conversation. With the government pumping money into the economy, homes in forbearance, and higher unemployment, the market has many unknowns, so selling sooner than later might be a good decision. Do you also have a home you need to sell to buy? We have a solution for that, too, including our guaranteed sale option or an instant offer. 
Call us now, Venturi Realty Group, 448-8888, and welcomehomeabq.com online. List your home for sale with us during October or November, and we'll cover the cost of a pre-inspection for the home. Call us at 448-8888, Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. But not just from anywhere. It must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at The Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At The Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at The Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide the loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. Or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. All right, as we put things together, starting with the weather looking great again tomorrow. I know right now in Taylor Ranch it's 58 degrees. At the VA hospital it's 59 and 57 at the Rock of Talk. All right. Paseo del Norte, the uh, westbound trip is really hung up right there at Unser. You're under 20 miles an hour all the way out to Rainbow, but I don't see any accidents or stalls. And again, on I-25, that southbound trip, that's starting to slow down pretty considerably. Again, probably just driving into that heavy sun, but from Osuna south on I-25 all the way to Montano, get ready. It is a test of patience for you. 
All right, well, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Helena. Life Springs at Salon Helena. That's where you get the Canyon water. That's the healthy water that everybody is looking for right now. And this entire week, go on in, get a gallon. They're going to just have this great sale going on as well for their Client Appreciation Week. And this includes retail discounts. It includes half-price haircuts, signature facials, and 20% added to any gift card loaded with $100 or more. Life Springs at Salon Helena. It is on Manal, just west of Wyoming. All right, with that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 4.30 here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA at 93.7 FM here with Dowd Muscat. I got to say, I haven't read very much. Uh, in fact, I'm not even on top of things right now. <laughs> I needed uh, took a nap this afternoon. Oh, have the nerd. kids here. You know, they're doing their homeschooling and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure you guys are overwhelmed as well. I was trying to think of it for a second. It hit me like a ton of bricks. For those of you that have to go to work and your kids are at home at homeschool. So that would suggest that at least one of you, one of you, would have to stay at home if you're in a nuclear family. If you're switching kids back and forth, you'd have to stay home that entire week. This is a calamity, the likes, an economic calamity, the likes of which we may never see again in our lifetime. Imagine having to stay home and work from home and then putting that on the businesses and then talking about you could ostensibly put sick, uh, paid sick leave as saying, well, you also need to protect yourself. And then if you were to put that on top of the business, so how is a business supposed to pay for your paid sick leave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be impossible. So that's been delayed 60 days. Uh, am I mistaken in that? Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, minimum wage hike on the first of the year. Not has not been delivered. We have uh, Republicans who voted for minimum wage hikes. We do. Yeah, uh, up in uh, up in Santa Fe. Who are those people? <laughs> are they Republicans? Uh, do we have any Republicans? Yes, I believe. Why are you reluctant uh, to say? Did the cat got your tongue? No, did, no. Did we change no, our radio no. station to some sort of uh, light talk? Here? No, no. I, oh, I okay. just uh, I I'd read a tweet about uh, apparently uh, some of us just talk and other people are doers. Or one of one of the th- one of the doers, I guess. Uh, Representative Fajardo is a is a minimum fan of the minimum wage. Oh, okay. She's a fan of it. Yeah, but she's a Republican. Yeah. Are Republicans in 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 general supposed to be fans of in, increasing the minimum wage? Uh, how about a, how about a public policy in which the New York Times uh, wasn't that long ago came out against it? Uh, back in I think the late recently the late eighties uh, cuts across all types of uh, political ideological economists thinking. Um, the widespread agreement, the minimum wage, uh, is very, very bad. For so think about world. that, folks. Uh, and, you know, Kelly, she owns a small business. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if she was forced by the government to pay a certain certain wage, uh, uh, a wage, a forced wage of uh, $15. I believe, what, what are we at, Ten fifty this year? We go to 11? Uh, we went from seven fifty to 9, and we were going to ten fifty. Yeah, we went to, then we went to ten fifty. Right. And so are we going up to 12? I think we go to oh, 11 no, something, yeah. So I think yeah. I forget the way they staggered it. But uh, these ridiculous Democrats just think that they could print money. They have no idea how to generate money. So if you don't tell them that you have to grow a business to actually make more money, well, livable wage. You can't have a livable wage unless you have livable businesses. When a business shuts down, everything else shuts down with it. That means there's no more jobs. If I were a small business and I had a payroll, which I don't, but if I had a payroll, guess what's the first thing I would do? I'd lay everybody off and say we're shutting down. Yep. Because there's no way for us to plan, to forecast, to think of the future. And I hate the happy talk that comes 
from the Albuquerque Journal. And it's so ridiculous what they put out. This is on their front page. Okay? Now, imagine, well, oh, they just changed it. Technical problem interrupts New Mexico daily uh, daily virus report. Oh, we're getting back into that again. we got to start aggregating because, see, the deaths, the the, uh, the number of infections started going too low. We only went down to 1,200 and some yesterday. Oh, wait, no, 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 we gotta, we're going to combine them all. We, gotta, we need big, explosive days of 2,000 and 3,000, so I have the moral suasion to tell you to stay home. And don't you know that you're a killer if you don't wear a mask? So what I was referring to was an article that came out this morning at 9.06 in the Albuquerque Journal. And I did happen to pick up the Albuquerque Journal this morning because Dan Boyd, a uh, oh, nice enough guy. Um, I don't know. But remember, he, he is a writer. He does a lot of writing for, uh, for, for the governor. You know, they take the orders that come from the fourth floor up in Santa Fe, and it's never hard on them. And here's more of this stuff. New Mexico, and this is Dan Boyd, New Mexico could see revenue rebound after pandemic wane. Oh, really? Uh, did you happen to forget, Dan Boyd, about the revenue rebound right after we came out of the coronavirus? In fact, it was the biggest GDP growth ever, three days announced before the election. 33.1%. We were growing at an annual rate during that third quarter. Do you remember that, Dow? Mm-hmm. 33.1%. Oh, we, we could see revenue rebound. Well, we couldn't see it go any lower. So, of course, you're going to have a rebound. It's not uh, unlikely because people actually have to do it. Well, revenue levels took a big hit in the current budget year. They're expected to hit nearly $7.4 billion during the fiscal year that starts in July 2021. That's a whole year and a half from now. In fact, it's like 19 months from now. That is so long from now, it doesn't even matter. That could give lawmakers the ability to talk. And, and they always, the only thing the Democrats ever think about spending money on is public schools. Where are your kids? Do you see what I'm doing here? I'm interrelating everything. Where are your kids? They're at home with you. You're educating them. Why would you even pay into anything that's going to give more money to schools? Broadband expansion, health programs. Screw all of it. Seriously. You have to starve that behemoth, that beast, that leviathan. They're just printing money. Well, we're going to go ahead and put paid sick leave on there for the businesses. And, uh, you know, Kelly Fajardo and some other Republicans say, yeah, you know what? That sounds really awesome for us to go ahead and increase the minimum wage. How much more are we going to put on these businesses? Well, what about insurance? Uh, Well, we'll just tack that on as well while we're at it. Not just health insurance, just overall insurance is going to increase. Why? Well, look what's happening. In southern New Mexico, this comes from not our sister station, just, just uh, what, what do you call it, palindrome? What, right? Palindrome. Yeah. Okay, palindrome. Sorry, palindrome. I don't know. KVIA. <laughs> what? Ah. Business break-ins skyrocket 300% in Las Cruces. Well, you got a bunch of people at home, and they know that the businesses aren't occupied. It's the middle of the day, and you've got violence escalating, assaults escalating, stolen cars currently still. I mean, we're just people. We're not even reporting crime anymore. In fact, we didn't report crime so much. Even stolen cars, people are like, well, let's get a police report, whatever. You know? Ah, Just total it. 300% increase in Las Cruces. Yep. 
How's that voting Democrat for you, huh? How's that liberal lunacy going for you down in Las Cruces, folks? Because it ain't working in Rio Rancho and Valencia County. My homies in both parts, Valencia and Sandoval, are going to run that sandwich directly on Albuquerque, and we're going to change this state by way of changing Albuquerque. Nobody needs to change anything in southern New Mexico. Nobody cares about Hobbs and Jowl and all the rest of southern New Mexico right now. Nobody cares because it is red as can be. You've got these votes that are 70, 75, 80%. You ain't going to change the culture up here by really banging that drum from southern New Mexico because the suffering that's going on here and Las Cruces and Santa Fe and other liberal cities is too much to bear. Sure, you can go ahead and say whatever you want about how awesome everything is, but it really isn't. Because we got to impact the philosophy here, and that's what we do every single day here on the radio. Why? Because we're telling you about the massive number of break-ins. Is your local news media reporting that here? No, they're not. We are. After losing $9,000 worth of property to three separate burglaries, Galaxy Gaming Lounge is choosing to sleep on his property. Mm. Just think about this for a second. You guys remember my radio station getting robbed last week and and a whole host of other radio stations? Well, I should say three other radio stations and some ham radio operators now that we're finding out. Since that third time I've been living here, sir, Mario Salceda. That's the only way to prevent it, being here 24-7. Oh, it's going to wait? He's going to put himself in harm's way. We're like at that point. Non-residential burglaries... That's commercial burglaries, increased by 300%, 291%, according to the Las Cruces Police Department. The last break-in, we literally saw the guy walk up and break into the store. The local criminals really took that as an opportunity to start vandalizing businesses. Why? Because, hey, BLM. Why? Because Antifa. Why? Why? Well, they see it on TV. They've got the liberal lunacy. If I'm not mistaken, the Las Cruces City Council is all Democrats, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Las Cruces spokesman applauded the businesses that have installed security systems. Hey, way to go. That way you could film them stealing your property. That way you can film them vandalizing. That's a really great thing. Hey, they're just going to destroy those things, too. And really, what are the police going to do about it? Did you get a look at them? You can't do anything because they're wearing masks. Everyone has a mask. It's no longer, well, you know what? They were hiding. Those guys look suspicious. They're wearing a mask. You're like, oh, my gosh, they're saving lives. They're wearing masks. What good guys? That's literally where we flipped it. Okay, so. I just, we, I just can't decided. let this quote go, Eddie. Las Cruces Police Department, Stan Trujillo. We can't be private security guards. <laughs> what? Okay. So I, I'm laughing. The liberals tell us that police protection is one of the reasons we have to support government. Of course, it's a central role for government. You have a person in government basically saying we can't help you and encouraging the private sector to provide uh, protection. Um, that's not a good quote from you. If he's your, I got to look up this guy and see if he's the official spokesman. Uh, you might want to rethink your language next time there. They're that. stealing everything these days. Cars, property, you name it. And calling a police report. Elections, they're stealing elections too, by the way, folks. Just so you know. So let's go ahead and drum up all this additional revenue that's coming in so we can go ahead and keep our student-athletes at home. You, you just heard RM call last week. He said he picked up and went to Arizona. Yep. I got a call, from, you know, I got a text from somebody today, which I thought was totally awesome. And this guy, Jack, he met me at a gun show. The gun show. 
And Jack is really cool because, you know, he says, Hey, Eddie, this is Jack. I met you at the gun show. Just came back from Phoenix. It is not on lockdown. Bars open, restaurants open, workout gyms open. City is full of life. People wear masks in public, but the city is thriving. Drive back to Albuquerque. Looks like the rest of Central. Our city is dead. The Democrats, starting with Marty Chavez, have strangled the city with piss-poor leadership and cronyism. Not wrong. That's just, a, that's just a, a, an ordinary guy making some observations and getting them out to me. I can't change this place unless you feel impacted enough to actually get angry and mad and fight back. Those who have got angry and mad have fought back. They decide to fill out an impeach MLG form. They send it and like, well, what's that do? Well, if we get 150,000 of them, we can impeach MLG. Plus, we have to win the House. Oh, not two things. There was a, uh, my online stalker. I know where she is. I know what part of town she is. I know who she is. I know exactly what she does. Well, Eddie, you have all these things. You're sending these, these text messages and doing all this stuff. And you're just, you're, uh, I think she accused me of using the email list or something, uh, to gather email messages for my own personal benefit. Oh. Do you realize that I, I, I literally gave businesses free advertising for like two months this year? Do you realize that? Do you realize that? I mean, I was reading Salim Corey, who just passed away, a, a good friend of mine, 59 years of age, owner of Flames Bistro. Literally, I mean, I would talk to him. Probably about once a month. And and, and I feel so bad, and I, I went to go look at, at his at his email. In fact, let me pull it up. This is his last email to me before he died. Oh, boy. You don't feel bad. Salim would want me yeah. to. Uh, I'm just wondering, your stalker, I mean, all the hundreds of hours I've been processing all these uh, petitions and, you know, sorting through them and making sure that some are legit and some are not and sorting out the hate mail. I'm still wondering all my all the millions of dollars that are poured into me from that work. Um, no, they're very rich, Dowd. Yeah. Dowd, you got a lot of money, Dowd. That's me. All you do is using... Hey, I got one share of Virgin Galactic. I'm going to the stars, baby. You know what's not going to the stars? Virgin <laughs> Galactic. Uh, so Salim writes me. He says, good morning, Eddie. And uh, remember, Salim's dead. He's died. And nobody attended his funeral. And he was probably one of the best cook. Oh, man, those burger bowls were amazing. Oh, I wish I could have experienced one. Oh, Damn it, those were good. I love him. You saw my little picture with him. I oh, yeah. love the guy. He was just the, he was he was he was uh, kind of kind of uh, super serious, very political. Talked to every single person that came into his restaurant. Made the food for you. You know, he was the uh, the the chef at the Ranchers Club. Oh, the head guy, the main hombre. Great, great, great cook. Chef, sorry, you don't say cook. Cook's a different thing. Exactly. He says uh, so. Salim uh, shoots me this, and he says, "Good morning, Eddie. At this point, I just can't continue advertising." The restaurant is hurting really bad. I'm trying to cut costs in every way possible. So as of September 1st, I will discontinue advertising with the Kiva. I'm really, really sorry, and I hope this cloud will clear up soon. Thanks for everything. I got the same exact phone call from Joe's Pasta House. You know you know how hard it is? I don't charge, charge Joe very much. Joe's not going to call me. Joe's not going to call me. And right, no, no, let's pass. We need paid sick leave. We need to increase that minimum wage. Uh, in addition, uh, don't worry about calling it. You can go vandalize whatever you want. You know, if you want to kick in the doors at uh, Flames Beast, uh, uh, you know, it, he had his, his furniture outside stolen from him. No. He had all his furniture. Salim literally had all his furniture there on Montgomery in a good, good area. It's right there by, um, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to mention the other uh, places to eat over there. They had all his furniture stolen from him. And Joe's, Joe's just told me same exact thing. 
Oy. It's like at the end of the year, I'm 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 done. How much more can this lunacy? How how much further can you put on these businesses at this point? You, you can't. You simply can't do it. Okay, and and I'm what creates business for them. I become a, an essential bill for them because they're like, you know, Salim used to tell me all the time, I, everybody I hear on your radio station comes and patronizes my business and they mention you. You're like a real star. <laughs> I didn't know so many people knew about you. I'm like, yeah, Salim, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Joe literally told me I helped build his business out in Rio Rancho. I'm like, well, that, that, no problem. We need to see small businesses ex- succeed. Who else is doing that? No, you got other guys, literally. Use the pandemic this year who went to go raise money for their political ploys and went to the New Mexico Restaurant Association. Can you imagine me, Dowd, walking into the New Mexico Restaurant Association and asking them to donate to the party? Uh Just walking in. I don't know these guys. I'm not invested in them. I've got myself. I've got millions of dollars. I've been to Washington, D.C. But you want me to go to these restaurants and ask them to stroke a check so that they could support the pushback that my party will be able to push back on Michelle Lujan Grisham. That literally happened. Well, we're, we're going to have uh, him come and talk to all these restaurants uh, here in town. and, and uh, see No, all he did was go and ask for money. Yeah. How's that providing a service? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need $500 or $1,000. No. no. No, you don't. You don't need anything. These restaurants need to survive. It is a ghost town everywhere you go. Salim's dead. I'm worried about other people who are out there. These are, this is a real conversation, folks. Where you're living this. Tuesday, December 8th at 4.47 p.m., you are living in hell. And unless you fight back and you're impassioned enough and you realize what's happening to these businesses, this place is Dunsky. Oh, but, 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 but Netflix, the movie theaters are shut down, but we're investing in Netflix. That's okay. Yeah. We don't care about those movie theaters. The brand new Winrock movie theater was established like two, three, four years ago. Or the uh, other ones up in Four Hills, the people moved from Roswell, New Mexico, to come here to build a, right. a movie theater. Really nice people, by the way. They invested. They had the recliners, the leather chairs, the whole thing. It was like a whole experience. People were looking at us like, hey, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to go to four, the Four Hills. And then the rest of them started turning luxury as well. How about uh, for those people who looked forward to going Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights? That, that's over. I don't know that these, these, these movie theaters and only one of two states shut down all the movie theaters. Guess which ones? <laughs> yes, New Mexico and New York. Yep. Does that make you angry? Tell me when I'm touching a sore point. Because I would love to know which is your sore point at what point. Oh, don't you know people are dying? These are people who would have died anyway. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm not being insensitive. The death rate has not increased beyond the same measure of last year. They're just attributing more deaths to COVID. Do you want to hear me? I'm a doctor. You want to hear me attribute a death to COVID? That's me writing on a piece of paper. Yep. That's all it takes, COVID, 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 COVID. You know what happens? You know what happens when they uh, attribute a death to COVID? Oh, $13,100. Oh, look at this money. Look what I get for the dead person. Oh, but the doctors and you better mask up and the healthcare workers and they really care. No, money's coming in, folks. Make no mistake about it. 
but we're working longer, harder hours. Those healthcare workers are making a lot of money. And guess what? They know that if they're under 70 and they're reasonably healthy, they have a 99.9% chance of survival. Yep. What's their chance of survival otherwise in a normal day? There's all sorts of people that are walking into a hospital. You're dealing with an ER. You're dealing with all sorts of people who are coming in. They've got the flu. Who knows what else they might have. That's the life you live if you're dealing in healthcare. Trust me, I know. This is what they already understand. It's a vocation. They pursue it, and they can't get away from it. Like a cop. Well, you're never going to get shot. You're never going to get uh, shot at, and you won't have to deal with any bad guys. Well, why would you want to be a cop? Do you realize that? If it... <laughs> so what's more important for a cop to do? Is it more important for the cop to have a mask on? And this is an either-or question. Or is it more important for him? Can you imagine? I can't even imagine getting out of my car if I'm a cop. You get out of your, your cop car, right? You roll up on somebody. Not only do I have to have my camera on, right? This is, I'm not even thinking about my gun, my personal protection, or even assessing the situation. But before I do any of that, i got to make sure I have my camera on and that it's fully functional. If not, I'm going to get written up. And i got to put on my mask, which is probably some sort of uh, imp- impediment to effectively communicating sure. and effectively engaging uh, whoever the contra is, right? And then i got to think about the rest of the situation. Do you know how many things are read on a person's face? These police officers are walking into situations, and they're, like, sitting there like they can say anything about a police officer. Well, he was mad. He was angry. Right. I couldn't read his his facial descriptions. Like, look at the problems that we're creating here. Do you realize how incredibly reasonable I am? I might be impassioned. I might be upset. But all things are coming down to these small businesses. Without these small businesses, it's the lifeblood of America. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, eight out of four out of five of every new jobs that are created are created in small businesses. And for a long time it was even higher than that. But because the government has continued to grow and in the state of New Mexico it's not as high, right? Our father who art in Washington, our mother who art in Santa Fe, that's where we are right now, folks. I miss Salim. I'm going to, I don't drive that Montgomery area. I don't have a reason to anyway. But I just, just, if I were to look at his restaurant, it would make me depressed. I understand that many of you are seeing these businesses shutter and you're getting depressed. And then you think, well, there's nobody fighting for me. You're going to remember my voice 10, 20, 50 years from now. And you're going to remember the one person who was telling you from the very beginning exactly the way this was going to go. And it's gone there every single time from the very start to taking all of your liberties to establishing death panels, which is where we are today. They're going to choose who gets the health care and they're going to punish you to say that you were the one who created the situation because you didn't mask up. You didn't stay home. You're not at fault. There's no way you can control your kids. Half of you can't control the things that happen to you out on the roadway. What makes you think you're going to be able to control a virus that you can't see? It is going to take its course, regardless of your actions. We've already presented the empirical data to you that would tell you that the masks didn't prevent one more infection. Not one. 
In fact, many of these places that masked up actually increased it. Why? Because you're breathing in the same damn germs because there's not enough PPE to go around. And have any of us had a crash course in masking up? Half these people don't even understand that the mask that you're wearing is probably better than the mask that they have. I recently had somebody told me, I'm like, I have an N95 mask. And the lady literally looked at me and she says, you have a breathable. It's not breathable. It's an N95 mask, you idiot. It's not a hole in it. It's like the most safe mask on the market. We don't know what we're doing. You never know what she's doing over there. We never know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Here's a here's a coronavirus survivor uh, doing the weather. Uh, Rudy, let's check it. All right, as we put things together, we're going to start with the weather, and it's not too bad for the next day or so. But Thursday, I will tell you, that's when we got a chance of rain and snow mix coming our way by the end of the day. Right now, though, not too bad. 56 in Corrales, 58 at the National Hispanic Cultural Center, and 56 at the Rock of Tuck. A little stubborn right now. If you're in Rio Rancho going southbound on the 528 to Arco. As you leave Sarah, right around 19th, you're going to start to lose speed on your way to west side. Not sure what the problem is. There may be just a lot of folks heading in the same direction. But continue down the hill as you make your way towards uh, Cottonwood. It really is going to get stubborn right at the base, uh, right at the top of the hill there, south on uh, Coors Boulevard, out to Ellison. Nothing but slow traffic for you. Well, this traffic report is brought to you by Amazing Grace Personal Care Services and Companion Care. They're going to give it all to you for reasonable rates. And we're talking to household services, mobile assistance, meal preparation. That's very important. And the cognitive assistance, they're really going to make things good for your folks. Amazing people ready to help. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services, accepting insurance as well as pay clients. And you can connect with them online at homecare.theplaceilike.com. All right, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 4.55. Uh, I'll wrap it with, uh, love to read all your, t- you guys have so many texts. You guys are, uh... Just a couple of data points, Mr. Aragon. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, uh, the wage, uh, saving and wage uh, went up to $9 effective January 1st of this year. It's going up to ten fifty, January 1st on 2021. So that's a 40% hike. In a state minimum wage in just a little bit over a year, and I'm sure you know every small business can can handle that 40 percent wage hike. Uh, no issue, no problem. Maybe at all. Kelly Fajardo's business uh, grew by 40 percent. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe like, that yeah. she felt like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just? I'm assuming. Let me make the assumption that every business out there grew by 40 percent as well. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, or they were able to cut their other expenses by 40 percent. Uh, a no, small business administration study between 1993 and 2008, small businesses accounted for 65 percent of the private sector job growth. During that period, Kelly Fajardo so. should be very excited that we're talking about her all the time yeah. because she likes to. She's a great self promoter, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, she, she likes that. So she she loves uh, identity politics more than uh, advancing human freedom. That's I for love sure. it when people hit me back and go to great lengths to do whatever. And you know, she was not. She's not a Steve per, uh, Pierce person whatsoever. Yeah, not 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 in the least. Like, I mean, I've talked with her. You know, electronically communicated with her a number of times, and. You know, she's expressed her extreme displeasure, but there was no way in hell that she was going to vote for me, and she was going to convince many other people uh, to not vote for me. So there you go. In addition to voting for the Energy Transition Act yep. and ro- voting for the minimum wage increase, yep. she she hated me so much she had to make sure that all her and her friends, right as part of this rise in New Mexico, did not vote for Eddie Aragon for state. 
hey, I'm fine with it. I'm not the one who has to run around like this and dealing with ineptitude and leadership. And her, you, you do. Her I obsession don't. with women candidates is it's like pathological. Sweetheart, maybe you should be interested in maybe reducing the size, the scope, and the intrusiveness of government in New Mexico and supporting candidates, whether they're men or women, advancing that agenda and be a little less obsessed with the genitalia of candidates. It's really creepy. I don't think it's necessarily that that itself, but the gender. There's genders. Can you imagine we can even say genders? 58 no? genders or and anybody can call the this 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 phone call right here is not even screened. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. Um, you you've been talking about how you know how mad are you and when are you going to be fighting back? Now you tell me how can I fight back? I am a retired citizen. I worked for the Trump campaign. I was a poll challenger. And now what do I do? Good questions, uh, all of them. Um, wow, let's just figure out what you did today. How about that? Where you put your money? I think that's the most important thing. Did you leave your house, yes or no? No, I did not. When's the last time you left I... your house? Oh, it was about two days ago, maybe. Okay, I would leave your house daily. I would make oh, sure, okay. I, I would definitely get out and I would leave my house daily. I wouldn't let the government tell me that I have to stay home. And if you have things that you need to do, which include visiting your friends, visiting your family, or going out shopping, I would go out and do so. That's the best thing that you can do. That, that's, that's what that, I've been doing. That's good. There you go. That's the first step, right? The second okay. thing is the information that you get from here or other news sources that you hear that that is good. And, and I'm kind of sorry. Can I hold you over the top of the hour? Sure. Okay, because we're right here at 459, and I think this is a good question Very for good. everybody. And uh We'll talk more with our very, very sweet lady. And she's a Trump poll challenger, so we want to just keep her on all day long. Anybody anybody who works, we might just give her the show. She she (laughs) literally, a woman who came out as a Trump supporter? I didn't think they exist. Who are these people? (laughs) Who are these people? Back on the top of the hour, Fox News, AM 600, KIVA, 93.7 FM. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, The U.S. Supreme Court has turned away an appeal from Pennsylvania Republicans challenging President-elect Biden's victory in the state. A challenge from Republican Congressman Mike Kelly and other Pennsylvania Republicans arguing expanded mail-in voting violated the law has been rejected by the Supreme Court. An unsigned order says a request for injunctive relief presented to Justice Alito and referred by him to the full court is denied. The lawsuit aimed to disallow as many as two and a half million mail-in ballots and block certification of the state's electoral results. State officials, including the governor, have certified the election results, giving President-elect Biden the state's 20 electoral votes. Electors will meet the cast their votes next week. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The president-elect officially unveiled his health team today, including his selection of former California Attorney General Javier Becerra to lead the Department of Health and Human Services. Javier spent a career fighting to expand access to health care, reducing racial health disparities, protecting the Affordable Care Act, and take on powerful special interests to prey on profit off of people's health from opioid manufacturers 
to big tobacco. Uh, critics say Becerra has no experience in the health sector. He would need Senate confirmation. Biden has also formally asked Americans to wear a mask for the first 100 days of his administration to stop the spread of COVID-19. Fox News has confirmed that Biden has chosen Congresswoman Marsha Fudge to lead the Department of Housing and Urban Development. President Trump leading the summit this afternoon of Operation Warp Speed. From the instant the coronavirus invaded our shores, we raced into action to develop a safe and effective vaccine at breakneck speed. That vaccine could be approved by the FDA by the end of the week. America is listening to Fox News. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, voice and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, and analysts consumer access.org, number 330. Ohio's coronavirus curfew will remain in place for now. Governor Mike DeWine saying the state's curfew contributed to Ohio's coronavirus slowdown, saying Monday... It'll need to be extended. ...passed this week with more details to come after the state over the weekend. So more than 18,000 new reported virus cases, along with 77 deaths, and as Ohio's hospitals continue to free up beds. Governor DeWine also saying that Congress needs to get to work to pass the coronavirus relief package. I still feel that there's a deal to be had there um, and that people can get together. To help all Americans before the Christmas break, Jeff Manasso, Fox News. California Governor Gavin Newsom is bringing in help from out of state. Health officials say some hospitals are close to reaching their breaking point and Newsom is preparing to restart emergency hospitals that were created last spring. A warning from the feds, scammers are out this holiday season. Increasingly, scammers are calling, pretending to be from Apple or Amazon, according to the Federal Trade Commission. Those looking to ferret out credit card or bank information and passwords may phone warning a user's iCloud account has been breached. Others sending robocalls, claiming an unauthorized purchase like an iPhone has been made to your account. To cancel your order or to connect with one of our customer support representatives, please press 1 or simply stay on the Line. Authorities say hang up, and if there's really a problem, reach out to the company through a verified phone number or website. Lillian Wu, Fox News. Millions of smart devices could be vulnerable to hackers. That's the finding of researchers at the cybersecurity firm for Scout Technologies. It found things like smart plugs and network thermometers have software flaws that could be exploited, but it says there's no evidence of any hacking. But the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has sent out a bulletin warning of that possibility. I'm Lisa LaSara, and this is Fox News.
All right, let's get our second hour underway, and we're going to put things together starting with the traffic and the weather. All right, I'm Rudy Grande. I'm so glad to have you with us this evening. I will tell you another great day tomorrow. Then a little change. We'll be going down to the mid-50s on Thursday with a chance of rain and snow mix uh, later in the day. I can tell you right now it's 56 degrees in Taylor Ranch, 58 at Roosevelt Park, and 56 at the Rock of Talk. All right. For some reason, I-40 westbound is just really stumbling along. You're about under 30 miles an hour, basically from Rio Grande Boulevard all the way across Coors. And uh, don't see any accidents or stalls, so I'm kind of glad about that, but still kind of slow. And the southbound side of I-25, that's just really tough stuff right now, basically from San Antonio all the way to Montano. All right. This traffic report brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza on Southern and Rio Rancho. Salon Deluxe, market partner with Monate. That's Modern Nature Hair and Skin Products. Hair, skin, and nails make those healthy and the rest of you is healthy. And they've now added some probiotics from Monate as well. Plus, Salon Deluxe is your west side home of Kangen Water. Change your water, change your life. You can go to salondeluxe.com and learn more. With that, we're up to date. Now let's dive into the Rock of Talks. Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500, you are living through hell. I'm sorry. I wish there were something more that I could do. We could do the show. We can get you involved at www.rockoftalk.chat. We can give you little tips. We can feed you with information. Uh, we can do all sorts of things which can help you fight back. That's the question that uh, our caller is uh, on the line listening uh, right now. By the way, D-Dowd Buska, happy hour, too. How are you? Uh, I'm, I have my thinking cap on trying to help the caller because, uh, Eddie, I think we could spend the whole next hour on this. You know, how, know. how to be productive and, and resist. I don't think you need to answer that question. I think why it's hard for you to answer that question, Dowd, is because you already do it. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of this has to do with plugging in. Yep. So, you know, a lot of the old-fashioned things that we do, like the first thing that we did right after the um, election, and we have our, our very wonderful Trump campaign worker, uh, who is a wonderful lady, who is a poll watcher as well. Bless your heart. That's a great way to fight back, by the way, uh, what you already are doing. Um, you look like you're looking at everything, and I know how much you love your country and you love your president. Absolutely, and um, I really enjoyed doing it too. Yeah, just listen to that. Just that sincerity, and she just really enjoys doing it. I mean, and you have lots of friends like you, yes or no? Not really. I have a few, but a lot of our friends are liberal. So, you know, it, it's really been a challenge to us trying to talk to them um, if they would just listen. Okay, so there you um, go. Lot. That's one thing that you're doing. You're, you're doing that in nudge, like we use the word nudge, right? There's ways that you can nudge people, right? I think yeah. that's, that's, that's really important. So that's another way to fight back. You know, changes take place over time. Uh, habits are created. You know, the, the 7, 14, 60-day, 180-day rule, you know how that works, right, to, to create those habits. And I think the nudging and the consistent messaging is, is very key. Uh, on the liberals, you can see that that's kind of what they did. And we'll talk a little about more more about that. By the way, can I get your a, a name from you? It doesn't have to be your actual name. Uh, I like the anonymity uh, when people come on the radio station. One of the things I like about 
our walk of talk dot chat site is the anonymity that's afforded people there as well. People don't in in a in a, in a time where literally um and by the way, what's your name? Give me a name. Linda. Linda, I love Linda. it. Linda, yeah. Linda. Um, one of the things that I do, and I put it on my Facebook. Shame on me, Eddie. Shame on me for getting on Facebook. But I, there's so many people who still congregate. I got to go influence uh, over there. But if somebody, if somebody texts me, right? Uh, somebody knows. Uh-huh. I, I have the power at that point to do whatever I want to that person, so to speak. Like right. I can, I can vet. Like you trust me enough to pick up the phone and call me on the radio show now. Now I don't I don't go and look up every single person. I've got 500 text messages that I still haven't answered uh, that are on there. I don't have time to chase people around. But one of the things that I like to do is educate myself. Oftentimes the Albuquerque Journal Linda will print these op eds, right? You see the op eds that are in oh, there. Yeah. Have you have you oh, yeah. like so for, so for example? And I'm gonna, I'm going to do it for you. Uh, and I think this is a great <laughs> way for people to fight back. No, this is serious, right? Don't you ever wonder, like, how they get picked? You know, Albuquerque Journal isn't doing the vetting. They're like, oh, this nice person, they've got a great name, and they're just, you know, whatever they're doing, and they're just printing it. And I go and I find out about these people. (laughs) I literally, I literally, as soon as I see their name, I'm like, oh, so-and-so from from Taos. So I want to know everything about that person. They were brave enough to offer up their opinions in the newspaper and put it in print, which is basically embalmed in history at that point, right? Because it's, it's all there. So I, I like to go and I like to look and I want to get to know the people that are offering up their opinions so freely. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody's like, well, I can go look up Eddie Aragon. You know, well, first you got to know how to spell Eddie. So let's start there, right? That's, that's really important. <laughs> that's you wrong gotta, a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, you call me Eddie. I'm like, yeah, I don't know him. He, he spells it with an IE. So on Sunday uh, morning, which I thought was really important to kind of comb through the the newspaper. I'm sure Dowd, you got a big kick out of that. You were probably surprised. Excellent. Well, I started out with media analysis, so when I saw what you did, it was I was very excited. These are like simple things that 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 people can do. So I said, don't miss perspective and bias. Okay. So I read through everything that was there, and these people offered up their opinions. Okay. And I said, read the articles and then the background. I shared it with people. So I'm teaching people. So hey, like figure out who's talking to you. So then there's this one article there by Suzanne. She's up in, uh, let's see, she moved to Taos. Like, I literally within five seconds got this information. She moved to Taos from Austin, Texas in 1999 to retire. Uh, here's here's what Suzanne had to say. This is, this is literally Suzanne uh, talking, and it's just like, oh. Please, I don't want to. I don't want to have to stop blaming the governor. Look in the mirror and listen, Suzanne. Shoots, she's 80 years old, 82 years old, by the way. When the governor, wow. when the governor institutes restrictions related to the pandemic, it's time to stop the blame game. She is only responding to what is happening in the state. As to state and why is happening, please look in the mirror. You are responsible. You are not wearing a mask or it is or it is worn, but it is before below the nose. You don't physically distance from others and spend time now she this is a woman who's locked down in Taos in her house and the Albuquerque Journal is printing up one of these letters to the editor from Suzanne Schutz. In house, And I'm like, oh, wow. Can you imagine waking up on a Sunday morning and having to read that filth? Like, this is a woman who hasn't left her house. Where's the perspective on all this? 
When you understand that changing how we yeah, live yeah. and getting Does she run a business? Does she have kids in school? That yeah, our yeah. streets, churches, gyms, bars. When's the last time that woman's been to a gym, a bar, <laughs> or a restaurant? Seriously. <laughs> so, so, so right there, we're exposing her for, for, for who she is, right? And, and people would say, well, why would you go after poor little Suzanne Schutz? Because Suzanne Schutz is a bully. And the Albuquerque Journal's letting her... Uh, okay, so let, let's go to the next one. We got Sonia. She's 82. It took me about five seconds to figure out that she lives in the near northeast side. She's been here a while, and she hails from uh, San Francisco. Guaranteed someone's listening to me right now that's going to go tell her. Sonia, who wrote... Like, isn't that funny? Are you laughing? You're, 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 you know, because it's true. Because we're living the biggest yep. small town that you've ever lived in your life. And Sonia is like... Thanks, Mayor, for the two park tables. Thanks to Mayor Tim Keller and the Parks and Rec Department for adding two tables at the Stardust Skies Park. I have lived near this park for over 40 years, and this is a long overdue addition. Sonia. I mean, right? And I'm like, okay, wow. Okay. Well, you know. So, wait, wait, well, wait, 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 let me, let me. Do they ever pick uh, people from our viewpoint? Precisely. To... No. Yeah. They don't. Okay, so you can't do that. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go with me here, okay? Please, just 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 for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Because this oh, is okay. an education. This is you talking to your friends. This is you talk. Expose these people. How about the other people? You, we need education. We've got a, a, a newspaper that's literally lying to us. I guarantee you, I'm, I've got one of Sonia's and Suzanne Schutz's. Uh, uh, the next door neighbors that are calling me right now, they're going to tell me how what a terrible person I am. Uh, I'm like, oh, what about the person who wrote into the newspaper? And then we got Larry. He's an 80-year-old Department of uh, Defense retiree. He's actually okay. From southern New Mexico, he seems middle of the road, relatively reasonable for a New Mexican, probably eats at Joe's Pasta House. Well, for now, right? So there, there's Larry, okay? DOD retiree, yeah. he writes in. And what does he write about? The push for space command. Dowd, you could, have a, you could educate him. Oh, yes, I could. This is, a, this is a retiree. So these are the things that are pushed up. Then we got Lawrence. Okay, Lawrence uh -huh. has never lived any place for more than a few years. He is a doctor at Presbyterian Hospital. He literally wrote a long diatribe on what he thinks, and they printed it in the Albuquerque Journal. Now, I offer my stuff every single day. But, but when uh -huh. you, you start offending my president, we've got to have somebody who's going to defend him. I, can't, how do, I don't know how to start a radio show inside a newspaper to shout back at Dr. Lawrence Garnon. I can't do it. So here, here it goes. As the hospitalization rates for COVID-19, a 64-year-old man, by the way. Although, in fact, let uh, me give you his bio before I, I read it so you have some perspective. Here, here's Dr. Lawrence Gernon. He's 64, obviously a doctor, because he, he put doctor on there. Do you know how, how easy it is for me to find out more about you once we know doctor, 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 doctor? Obviously a doctor, <laughs> likes to walk the petroglyphs, found out pretty much where he's at, has never really lived anyplace for more than a, a few years, he loves Virginia, D.C., enjoys flexing his M.D. in local editorials, despite having been a doctor of internal medicine and infectious diseases for the U.S. State Department. Uh, this is who they're printing up. I know. This, this is, who's going who's gonna to buy the Albuquerque Journal? The, the answer is nobody, because it's becoming worthless. It's propaganda. So, so here he is, totally ranking on my president. So all five of these articles... All very hard left. 
As the hospitalization rates for COVID-19 has increased in the state of New Mexico, one cannot avoid the public health messages on the road advisory messaging system. COVID-19 risk high, stay at home, save New Mexico lives. While it's clearly easy to point the finger at the president for his cavalier attitude towards the disease, on the other side of the table, we have politicians who, despite the risk of public health messages, decide to travel out of state for the Thanksgiving holiday, contrary to the warnings of avoiding travel and staying at home. Sadly, many politicians have forgotten their role as public service, answerable to those citizens who invested in the public and, and individuals. The very minimum we should expect from our elected leaders is leadership by example and not by exception. That's the mm-hmm. most balanced article out of all of them that they actually pitch. Yep. I believe it. We don't have perspective here in our state. If you can get people to interpret what they have in terms of media, that includes television media and newspaper media, I think that's a big first step. Because everyone, as you just told me, you hadn't left your space for two days. Well, you're getting bullied into staying at home. Where's your mask? Why are you standing in line? Well, I don't have any other choice other than to stand in line. i got to feed myself. you got people who are smoking cigarettes in line. You got people who are like uh, playing around while they're in line, you know, talking to one another. You got people congregating while they're in line. So more things that that you can do. How how about uh, uh, from Larry Barron's? He has a a very interesting perspective. Stop protesting at the White House, at the Roundhouse. Go protest at the governor's uh, mansion. That's what I want to ask you about is I always hear about these protests after the fact. I don't hear about the planning. I, 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 I need to know how to get in touch with people that are going to, you know, plan these protests. Anybody who has anything that they want to plaster, they could just pick up the phone and call 550-5500 and tell them where they're at. That's how Rebecca got on here. Rebecca is rough. She comes in here and she's like fighting for time. I like get to my office and she's, I'm like, look at this, look at this. I'm like, oh, you've got to annoy people, and you've got to let people know what is happening. She let us know about three different rallies. Stephanie Lord, she got elected representative this year. She was big about pushing her pro-gun rally that was uh, happened on January 31st of this year. Huge turnout, okay? So you could always get wow. it here to the radio station. But unfortunately, other radio stations that have conservatives who are really not conservatives, they're actually liberal, aren't going to pitch these events and push this stuff. You have to have locally owned radio stations. You have to have locally owned media in order to push these types of things. Because most of these Mm. corporations aren't going to be pushing that kind of thing. They just aren't. They're not interested in that. They are interested in advertising, and they are interested in not ruffling anybody's feathers. That's the focus for them most of the time. Uh Uh-huh. And what happens? It makes you compliant. Then you're afraid. You don't hear about it. You're not going to go anywhere. What what else what else can we do, Dow? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm in three sort of broad categories that probably could go on for an hour. I mean, number one is uh, not not in any particular order. Um, you you have to stop financially supporting the people who are looking to destroy you and everything you believe in. Um, I cut the cord to cable, meaning people like Ted Turner never are never going to get money from me again. Back in January, before coronavirus came, and I thought. I really want to do this. I work in this world. I'm a writer. I'm on the radio. I'm podcasting. You know, I'm going to cut myself off from this. It's the best decision I ever made. You will save money, and you will not financially support these people who are who they despise you. I mean, people on the left who are in academia and media and most powerful institutions in this country, they really they call they call you deplorables, and they think you're a deplorable. And if you work hard, if you have a religious faith, they 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 just they find you despicable. Stop 
financially supporting people who are opposed to everything you stand for. And, you know, frankly, just to toot our own horn a little bit, you know, support the Kiva's advertisers uh, would help uh, a lot. Uh, subscribe to our uh, rockatot.chat. Chat. You can also give a gift subscription uh, to somebody. So use your, your money wisely. Uh, that's, that's number one. Number two is no, what the left understands, what the people on the right, conservatives and libertarians, have never really grasped as well as the left, which is the personal is political. We have to normalize our resistance to these horrible, horrible policies. And I think Eddie touched upon that a little bit. Um, you know, patronize, uh, you know, the places that are that are not adhering to these things. P- p- on your social media, push out all the resistance that's going on. This woman in Los Angeles who they shut her restaurant down, they're filming a movie right next door. Yeah. And it just, this woman, you know, she, she was on Neil Cavuto. Um, tell those stories. If, if it's your story, tell your story. Uh, like and retweet and send out all this information information that's out there. A lot of folks, even even folks, sophisticated folks, listen to talk radio, don't know who their local elected officials are. So county, municipality, state legislature, you can go to the state legislative, the website, just New Mexico legislature, Google that or DuckDuckGo that. Find out who your legislators are every single day, a card, a letter, an email. What are you doing about this? We have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. What are you doing about this? Hey, my local uh, restaurant here or my bar or nightclub shut down, it really meant a lot to me. Uh, do you not care? That's in your district. Yeah, so constant no, pressure. No, knowing about shutdowns oh. is important. I think that that's so. One of the other things that Dowd's bringing up is, and we're not really talking about, is how to communicate that. Hmm. Uh, are you picking up the phone? Or are you telling other people about it? One of the things that the shutdown is culturally changing us. Right, we're separated. There's no Trump rallies. Hmm. People can't interact with each other. No one's embracing or shaking hands or interacting at church. You know, really, number one way, I, I, I wish I could really emphasize this as hard as I want to, uh, go to church. Oh, I do. I that's, get a legacy. That's the number one thing you can do. Honestly, if you yeah. want, if, if, the, if these pastors, and Smotherman is the only one who does this, okay, and now you, start, mm-hmm. now you have Heitzig who's just starting to do this, and I was so incredibly awesome. critical. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and finally he's joined the party, right? He's not complying with all the things, Michelle, and they're not having a love fest in public, and Heitzig isn't, isn't criticizing Smotherman anymore, and you saw me when I ripped him apart for doing so, because I thought, and now you have Nathan Heitzig, who's Skip's son, uh, who wrote a long diatribe about all the things that he's doing. Yeah, I'm like, wow, finally. Like, these guys are sticking, awesome. their, sticking their necks out. And so I would say the number one thing you, that, that you could do, because you're going to find people who believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to find people who believe in the and read the Bible and live the Bible, and you're going to find people. Remember, Jesus is a radical. He's countercultural. He ain't going to be putting up right. with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, he wouldn't yeah. be down with it. JC wouldn't be down with this stuff. And if we can get our pastors, instead of going uh, to the interpretation of the Bible and being very literal and all this stuff, you know, you got to think about everybody else who's not part of your church, the homeless people, the other people who are soon to be homeless, the other people who have severe yeah. mental uh, deficiencies. You have to think about all the reasons why they have these things is because they're listening to messaging. They want us to go to war with each other. I can tell you right now, churches won't be battling churches, and churches won't be battling people internally. Why? Well, if they believe in the word of the Bible, and they believe in the word of Jesus Christ, they won't be warring with one another. They'll be standing up for what they believe in, and they won't fall for anything that's coming their way. That is imperative for every one of our Every night before we go to bed, I pray with my kids, okay? 
They actually are, are so incredibly on it when it comes to prayer. They tell me to pray. Like, we need to get to that point where our congregation, yeah. at whatever, I don't care what faith you are, because they're all pretty much uh, countercultural. We don't need Antifa to be countercultural or any of these other groups. We need our churches to be more countercultural and be more out in the world, not in their church protecting themselves. So, mon- so much uh, a time has, or they've been, these churches have been so focused on their own bottom line and building their church, and Smotherman's done a great job about, the, about that. But guess what's happening in his church every single weekend? Or every day. You go to his church on any day during the week. They've got the Roadrunner Food Bank. Well, what do you think That's is right. what do you think is feeding this city right now? Every single – is there one mention – one mention. Not one mention of Legacy Church and anything having to do with Roadrunner Food Bank. Not one. That's right. Yep. So I would, I would I, say that. C- cut yourself off from any sort of, uh, of cultural indep- underpinnings that you have no idea. Get rid of Google. Go DuckDuckGo, and I would say even DuckDuckGo is bad now, to be honest. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get get rid of Google. Get rid of Google Chrome. uh, Get on to to Brave. Like, that's something that you can do because they're they're literally mining your data. One of the things i got to get rid of is Amazon, okay? Oh, Uh, yeah. And my, my friend Brian is constantly on me. I tried to Apple Pay him the other day. He's like, you just keep feeding the beast. I'm like, Okay, he's got a point. He does. Uh, you know, I, I got to get rid of Netflix, frankly. I, I, like, I got to get rid of certain things. Google hates me, yeah. right? Yeah. Fa- Facebook and Instagram yeah. literally hate me. I got to put out some 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 feelers though, because I'm sort of caught in between. Because everyone's going, uh, everyone tried Rumble, didn't like it. Everyone went to Parlor, didn't really like it. So everyone's still on Facebook and Instagram. So I got to still stuff that with more of the, of that of of the mm-hmm. messages that I have, and we're using the www.rockoftalk.chat uh, that's on there. Um, anything that Jeff Bezos is putting together that is changing our life. He's born here in Albuquerque, and we got to move away from any corporation, and especially those big bucks when we can. Uh, I shop over at Lowe's down on 12th Street. When I go to the bank, over at Southwest Capital Bank, I have my little route. I'm going to be a great old person if I make it that far, <laughs> by the way, because I'll literally have <laughs> I'll literally have my schedule. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to head on down to 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 Southwest Capital Bank. It's a local bank, the oldest bank in the in the state, and then I'm going to head on over to 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 Lowe's, and I love going it because they have carpeted aisles, and there's never a line there, and I don't have, and nobody thinks to even even go shopping there. And I've actually that's where I used to shop when I was in in college because I lived on Eighth uh, and Central uh, there at the the law firm. It was a flat, but it was a, a law firm nonetheless. So um, these are you know one other, one other thing that's really important. Uh, start to realize. Yeah. How much public education doesn't matter? That's oh, the yeah. all this money that we're throwing at public education and realizing that we don't need the the I think the infrastructure we don't need what public education is providing and right now with club sports and everything I think people need to move uh, and accelerate that as quickly as possible. Do Absolutely. the homeschooling, do the Khan Academy, move out of that whole entire thing. My kids happen to go to parochial school. They, their their school year was over November 30th. I have to tell you, I have serious reservations about sending them and sending one more dollar to the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. I think the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, and I don't know if you know the publication that comes out of the Catholic Church. You're right, Dad. We can talk for an entire hour about this. The people of God. I'm a big supporter of St. Pius uh, X. I always have been. I'm still great uh, friends with all the people who are marketing. But right now, I think we need to starve that beast as well. I, I think the Archdiocese... 
and you know, I, I'm speaking for other churches, Legacy and, and Calvary, but we have to think about the product that they're actually rolling out and what we're getting for what we're doing. There's great priests, the priests in Las Lunas. Uh, my parents, you know, my, my, my godfather is a, a priest uh, uh, from Cuba, by the way. Um, and, and there's lots of good people, but, you know, a lot of these, these prayer and gatherings that outside of churches have to be rebuilt again because the archdiocese has ceded to uh, the governor, who, by the way, graduated uh, from St. Michael's uh, Horseman up in Santa Fe. This is a Catholic who's shutting down our state like this, and you've seen the Pope congratulate uh, Joe Biden. So I'm kind of anti-Catholic right now, despite being uh, raised Catholic and despite being a third-degree knight. So I better stop talking because I could probably tell you a lot more ways to to fight back. There's just little things that you can do uh, like that. Don't go into a Walmart if you can afford to. Don't go into any of these well, other, other places. You know, I've been doing I've been doing most of those things, so I guess I am fighting back, and um, I can still do more. So that's what I'm going to do. How are you doing, Linda? Huh? How are you doing? How am I doing? Yes. Um, I think I'm doing very well. Um, I. I um, retired in 2018, and um, I think my husband and I believe we both had coronavirus. Okay. Um, Are you over 70? No. Okay. Um, I'm going to be 65 in April. Okay, so you have a really good chance from surviving uh, from coronavirus. You're under 70. It's like, you know, 0.05% survival rate. I mean, right. uh, (laughs) Uh, you know, mortality rate. I'm sorry. Right. And I guess I can donate antigens or whatever. Oh, nice. Okay. You're very healthy. So, um, yeah. Um, and, and we just come to find out, you know, um, when we both believed that we had coronavirus, we couldn't find any place to go get tested. And, um, you know, it, it was ridiculous, and you couldn't even go to an urgent care because they didn't want you there if you had corona, you know, symptoms. And uh, so we just said, well, what's the point of even being tested? I don't want to add to those numbers anyway, you know. I, I believe that they've been lying to us about it. Linda, so, I think you just uh, offered up the number one way to fight back, and that is don't get yeah. tested. Is that Dowd? Dowd, did yep. she just nail it? Yeah, Linda, Linda just came in and she's like, we talked, for, you know, we blattered on for, for yeah, the last yeah, 25 yeah. minutes, and then yeah. Linda's like, well, let me just drop it's some truth basic, on you. Yeah. There you go. Don't get and, and this is not about conspiracy and, you know, no. It's just I don't want to be a part of your system. I don't want to contribute in any way because we know what you people are, are trying to do with all this. And I, I heard a great uh, term over the weekend, uh, Mr. Aragon. Uh, someone called it the case-demic, not the pandemic. Because that's what they want. They want positive tests. They want they want little ticks on a computer somewhere showing, oh, the case numbers are going up when we know that at least 40% are asymptomatic. God only knows another 30 more percent are going to be light, you know, lightly symptomatic. So, yeah, don't don't participate in the uh, in the in the system at all. Um, if I if somebody calls me, I've been thinking that if somebody's going to call me eventually about uh, contact tracing, like you were identified as someone who was in yeah. some way connected. I'm not calling back. I, I'm not participating in this. I mean, I guess you can come eventually and serve me with a warrant, but I am not participating in any of this because I don't trust you people. I think right. you're crazy. Uh, I think you've been wrong on so many levels about this. I'm not into the conspiracy world. I'm just looking at basic competence, and I don't want to participate 
with you people. You know, the, the whole, your mom used to say, you know, tell me your friends and I'll tell you your whatever. I mean, I don't want to be associated with you because I think you're, you're wrong and your assumptions have been wrong from the start. Um, Eddie, I'm just one. Don't, don't, what, what, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. And then you, you, you say what you're going to say. Uh, but to add on to what Dowd is saying, don't answer your phone. <laughs> don't respond to polls. You should see my dad answer the phone when someone calls him on polling. <laughs> He literally, he's the worst person. He's not the kind of guy you want to talk to on on a telephone because he will stall them and he'll waste their time for the 10 minutes and he'll have them going and going and they'll never get anything out of them. It's it's hilarious how, how amazing he is him. at stalling these guys. But uh, if you are going to answer, you know, take them for a ride. Uh, answer everything, the averse of what it's going to be. Uh, you know, stymie those polls. There's much better ways of, of gathering information. Um, but but don't let anybody contact you other than the way that you want to be contacted, unless it's a us, of course, and we're very friendly. You know, out of all the, uh, the text messages that I sent out uh, yesterday, I only got two people who unsubscribed. Out of all the emails that we've, we've lot, sent yeah. out, which has been, I don't know, oh, yeah. uh, a lot of emails, <laughs> let me just tell you, I mean, we, we continue to build up every single day because people are getting such good information uh, from us that we're getting more and more subscribers. I expected to get a lot of people to unsubscribe. I'm getting the reverse. We're getting an additional on any one day, twenty to twenty-five more subscribers a day. Yeah, that and then we lose, and that's really something. Go down. Yeah. No, uh, just finally, you know, she, uh, I think is it Linda, our caller. Uh, Linda, yeah, she Linda. talked about you know uh, uh, having conversations with uh, liberals. I mean, this is a this is a difficult area. I think there are people who are so doctrinaire. I'm in Corrales every morning with the dogs, and I have to deal with one of these people on a daily basis. There are people who are so doctrinaire that no amount of reason or logic will will ever persuade them. So I think. I, I hate to write people off, but a certain percentage of that population on the left, you're just going to have to write off. It's just, it's just not going to work. It's like trying to, what is it, the well, li- lipstick well, on a pig? Well, you know, it, 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 it's, it's tough. Now, the people who maybe lean a little left but aren't crazy doctrinaire, you know, Trump derangement people, they can be reached. And I'm going to talk about two ways to reach them. And it, this is all based on the research of a social psychologist who basically figured out why libertarians are the way they are, why conservatives are the way they are, and why liberals are the way they are. It's a brilliant man named Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. His book, The Righteous Mind, I would recommend that enormously. He, he, he sort of explains why we're all wired the way we are and how we can talk to each other without shooting at each other, um, which I hope a lot of people are talking about civil war, but I don't want to see that happen, and I certainly would not encourage it. It won't be, um, it won't be a violent civil war the way that you're thinking, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It could, you yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, he basically figured out that I, we've, we evolved, and I, I mean, you know, maybe some Christians out there don't like evolution, but his, his, his theory is we evolved with six basic moral taste buds in terms of what we find acceptable and, and not acceptable. Uh, libertarians like me, liberty, freedom from oppression, the ability to kind of control your own life, we value that moral taste bud. The most uh, conservatives value three moral taste buds the most loyalty, authority and sanctity. So uh, the alliance between people, you know, being able to count on someone and trust someone, the military role. Uh, so, slower, slower. Uh, start from the top again. Dowd. Yeah, this is important information. Listeners start one more time, but uh, about half that pace. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, Mr. Aragon is right to correct me. <laughs> uh, this is a wonderful book uh, by Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I, uh, Haidt, H-A-I-D-T called The Righteous Mind, uh, Why Good People Are Divided Over Religion and Politics. And you can probably get one for three bucks from you know, an online bookseller, a, a used version. It will, it will teach you how to talk to people on the other side. And once you understand these six moral taste buds, you, 
you will you will understand why we have the political fights we do. You will understand the reaction to the coronavirus. You will understand why people react. The left reacts its way. The right reacts its way. And libertarians react our way. Uh, you, you can almost predict behavior once you understand that we evolved with these six moral taste buds. So uh, I'll start with number one. Just being selfish, I'll start with the libertarian taste bud. And so our lever or knob is turned toward liberty. Uh, we, we resent oppression. We like uh, freedom. Uh, we don't like people telling us what to do. Uh, and and uh, that's why we naturally gravitate toward more libertarian Rand Paul types and, and you know, Barry Goldwater and even Ronald Reagan Barry types. Barry Goldwater. And, I, and, I, and frankly, I would say name. Donald Trump is pro- maybe the most libertarian president of my lifetime, and, and that's why I found a lot of common ground yeah. with that administration. So that's the libertarians. Uh, uh, we, we care about that moral taste bud more than anything else. Conservatives are a little different, and they're more traditionalists, and they value uh, three – they have three moral taste buds that, that they place the most – attach the most importance to, uh, loyalty, authority, and sanctity. And, and when you think when you think about those three values, it you know, really describes conservatives very well. Uh, conservatives care about the military. They, they're very religious. Uh, they look to um, – there was a great poll done uh, before Donald Trump was elected – and they ask people what, uh, how they want to raise their children. You know, do you want your children to be uh, independent or obedient? Do you want your children to be you know, free-thinking, or do you want them to be courteous? And conservatives scored very high in that authority, you know, the respect for people in, in their proper position. Uh, you know, wait your time, wait your turn. They talk about Republicans falling in line and Democrats falling in love with political candidates. You know, Republicans tend to give that nomination to the guy who's been waiting around the longest. And I think we just had... An experience in New Mexico like that, just somebody who's the big man, and we we like him. You know, we we defer to authority on the right, and sanctity is is huge. I mean, conservatives are very, uh, for the most part, devoutly religious. You know, they they yep. uh, it's just sort of natural to them. And wonderful example of this was there was a flag, an American flag, a couple of years ago in Rio Rancho. Somebody had thrown it into the street, and uh, people were commenting online about this. And you had veterans and people who were married to veterans talking about, you know, how that that flag is sacred to them. Uh, and it's it, we don't libertarians and liberals don't have that sort of attachment to the sacredness of objects. We think of it, well, it's just a piece of cloth. It's not, you know, but conservatives don't. They see that in entirely different terms. You know, the, 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 the sacredness of that, we fought for the flag. Our veterans fought for that flag. We stand for the flag. And so a lot of folks. I think that's my highest. By far, yeah, same, yeah, same you're, you're more. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a conservative <laughs> with, li- with some libertarian le- leanings, I would say. So those are our, those are four moral taste buds. There's f- two final moral taste buds that the left values more than anything else. And and when you think about when I explain this, you'll 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 understand. Just any any liberal in your life, you'll you'll see this very easily. Her, her uh, Linda's liberal friends. Yeah, <laughs> well, all of our liberal friends. Uh, care, caring for people. This is compassion, and and this is a good thing. The problem with liberals is, I mean, you, I mean, anyone who sees to me, I can't see a child or an animal suffer. Grown-ups, I don't care so much about. We, we all screw our lives up. But, you know, when you see suffering and you want to alleviate it, uh, it, they value that so much that they can't really see past it, the fact that the coronavirus lockdown, they don't. They see people sick and suffering. They don't see past that and the people whose lives have been destroyed by the lockdown. They just see the people suffering from this disease, and they care for these people. And most most people on the left are sincere about this. So the care formulation, it's a good thing if you're, if you're living a moral life. But, of course, when you take anything too far, it gets, it gets crazy. So caring is their top value. And second to that, or very close to it, is fairness. They're obsessed with fairness. Somebody is Equality. has more money than you do. Somebody had a better life than you. Uh, you know, somebody had more opportunity than you. Uh, 
those of us on the conservative and libertarian side, we, we kind of look at life and say, well, you know, like JFK said, life, life isn't whoever said life is fair. One, one of the reasons why they're so incredibly interested in how you got to your place in oh, life. Oh, absolutely. And will take uh, unbelievable strides in destroying how you a- got absolutely. there. Absolutely. So the, you have to fl- uh, understand the flip And the official with fairness blinds them to the fact that when you make a society perfectly fair, we, we can be perfectly fair in a society. We, communist societies have tried this uh, many, many times. We can be equally miserable. That's how you achieve fairness in society. Uh, so caring and fairness value, uh, they value more to a much greater degree than conservatives and libertarians do. And again, this is Jonathan Haidt's work, uh, Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. The book is uh, The Righteous Mind. Go and order final, it today. the final one? Uh, that, that's the six. That's, that's the, the six, six moral taste buds. Okay. So when you talk to a liberal, and again, if it's totally doctrinaire, crazy, Corrales resident, it's probably not a useful useful for your, your time. But when you talk to a liberal who's willing to listen to you, those two moral taste buds, the caring and the fairness, are going to resonate the most with them. So when it comes to the Rona, you talk about, you know, they will say, oh, my God, this terrible pandemic and people are suffering. Yes, no one denies that. Some people are sick. But what about the suffering that's caused by these policies that you don't see? So that, that's something for, to really focus on. And then, right, so go ahead. and then the fairness on that is, you know, it's not fair that in their world, it's not fair that some people are suffering from the coronavirus and some people aren't. But talk about the fairness of a small business owner being destroyed, whereas a big box retailer is gets carte blanche to operate, you know, as the much as they want. Gets a, a considerable amount, uh, and that comes through indoctrination of cultural um, relationships. And I think who they determine who is worthy and who's unworthy. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's the big thing. We've been indoctrinated as who's worthy. Uh, let me let me make this really quick for you. So let me tell you how we get through this so quickly and how we uh, absorb so much knowledge, uh, Linda. Because, you know, we're just, we have lives and we have things that we need to do. I don't know if you know of something called, do you use an iPhone or an Android? Uh, iPhone. Okay. So there's something called Blinks, okay? And so I probably consumed three or four of these. So everything that Dow just went through, he's he, he likes to read. I don't have enough time to read. So I go through and I say, okay, well, I want all the information squeezed out of that book like Dow just did because I don't have time to go ahead and read it. But I do want to be reminded of it. Uh, quite often. And then I have this little cool little app that's called Blinks. And listen, it just, it literally just goes and it says, it talks, here we go. Let me play this. There we go. It says play. And contrary to, so I I have the whole thing. I can't do it because it's it's picking up on my Bluetooth uh, right now, but it's a 16 minute read and it squeezes it down all into nine. Yeah. I didn't even tell you about that. It's like Reader's Digest in digital form. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says, uh, contrary to popular belief, it is emotion, not reasoning, that drives our moral judgment. When making moral decisions, institutions come first and reasoning second. Now, that's the uh, second uh, part of the blink. Third, people's self-interest and own concern for their own reputation greatly influences their moral reasoning. Fourth, even though moral interests vary between cultures, they are based on the same moral foundations. Five, people from Western-educated, industrialized, rich and democratic, weird cultures are outliers when it comes to morality. Evolution has made us simultaneously selfish and altruistic. Human sense of community and coherence in a group can be heightened by a hive switch. Religion can produce cohesive, altruistic moral communities. And finally, when moving voters, conservatives can appeal to a broader range of moral foundations than liberals. Ooh, all of that uh, oh. right there in. Good and, stuff. And uh, you can get an annual membership. It's like 79 bucks, but you can literally read like. Well, this. I mean, this book, I, I 28 years I fought this war for 28 years. This book answered 
all my questions about why people think the way they do and why we have the problems we do. I didn't. I need. I was waiting all these years for this book. It actually came out in 2012. I read it a couple years after. The Righteous so, Mind. The Righteous Mind, and it's those six moral right. taste buds. And, and when you talk to people on the left, there, those the careness formulation and the fairness formulation are going to resonate a lot more with them. And it's funny, Eddie. Eddie mentioned the whole thing about conservatives having the having the best well-rounded. Uh, the, the surveys show that conservatives have all six in a greater quantity than the liberals and the libertarians do. We, you know, libertarians we tip too, way over the way over in the liberty we're direction. Always, yeah, we're always like, and absolutely. Yeah, and the, and the liberals tip way over in the care and fairness formulation, and conservatives, uh, by the survey data, show that of those six moral of, of the three groups, the conservatives have the most shares of all of those moral formulations. So conservatives. One could argue, no, no one who listens to NPR will ever accept this, but conservatives are more sophisticated than other groups. So it's, yeah. it's, it's very, it was a very interesting finding. Well, I think it's important to uh, understand, uh, too, that, you know, it's always, let's just say people with a little bit more affluence and who are people who own businesses who are the most generous people mm -hmm. and the most understanding. Generally, mm -hmm. people with businesses and who got there understand the situation that they're in, yes. and look at the people who donate, uh, who primarily donate to, like, as we were saying, uh, you know, Joy Junction or, yep. or Roadrunner Food Bank or any of these other places, they're primarily conservatives, and they're very generous, and they don't want to be recognized for it because they're very, very understanding, and they always put out, liberals generally want to be recognized for every single thing. They want to stat slap it on a resume. And they, want, they They want you to know how incredibly good they are because they can't wait for you to recognize because that is their aim. They want you to understand who they are. So we just spent 40 yeah. minutes on the phone with you, Linda, because <laughs> you know why? Well, thanks. You know why? You want to know why we spent 40 minutes on the phone with you? Because you're a yeah. Trump pollster and you have a sweet voice and you're looking for ways to fight back. And this is the best way. And much of this uh, uh, really focused I mean, there's a lot of radio moments here that we had here in this 40 minutes where you're asking us how we fought back, and there's a lot of people that want to share their experiences as well. But the best thing that you can do is educate other people and uh, don't see to whatever you're being told to do. Definitely. Well, you gave me some great ideas. I appreciate it. All right, Linda, have a great night. And what a, and what a great, great question. She just wanted to find out how she can help. And, and, and final point for me. There's a limit to slacktivism, folks. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm. I'm, I'm on social media too, but I'm telling you, you know, just retweeting something is not going to change the world. You know, I'm not saying don't post things, but realize that you've got to do a little, little more than that. Didn't you see my post? Yeah. <laughs> Sick burn, bro. <clears throat> All right. Rudy. All right. Time to put things together, and we're going to start with the weather. Looking like another great day tomorrow. Thursday, not so much. It's going to be a little rain mix with snow. Later in the day, right now, though, Santa Fe checks in with 49. It's 54 at Old Town, 52 at the Rock of Talk. No real problems on the roadway other than a couple of slow patches. I know that uh, Coors Boulevard is going to be tough stuff from Montano Plaza to Montano itself. Montano, though, running across the river without too much of a problem. And even uh, recovering on I-25, though, you're still going to see patches slow down southbound between Jefferson and uh, Montano. Les Chanty, fine pastries, freezer to oven dinners. I know, cooking sometimes can be a pain, but here's a great suggestion. Green chicken chili enchiladas. These are going to feed four to five people $20. If you'd like to see that along with spinach and beef lasagna, green chili mac and cheese with or without bacon, just go to 
Freezer, the number two oven, abq.com. Freezer to oven, abq.com for Les Chantilly fine pastries. Hey, Bob, Rudy, 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 before we uh, get back into your launch, I guess Paseo is a parking lot. Can you look back at the map and uh, let everybody know what's going on over on Paseo, please? All right, looking at that right now, um, yep, well, there it is. This accident happened just a few minutes ago. This is going to be westbound Paseo. I am so sorry that I missed that on you. Uh, but as I refresh the screen, I see that this happened uh, three minutes ago, and it is westbound Paseo, right past 2nd Street. looks like it's going to take up three lanes, and that's backed up Paseo all the way to I-25 and even onto the I-25 northbound transition to Paseo westbound. There we go. All right, with that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, we'll bring it here, and i got a couple of uh, phone calls. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello, how you doing? I'm good. Go ahead, sir. Thank you for your nice show. Really enjoy it. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for your wonderful comments. Go ahead. Yeah, um, thank you. You're welcome. I'm calling in uh, to uh, your co-host was saying that uh, I, I, I assume that he's okay with evolution. He seemed to have some questions about why Christians are not for it, uh, rather than getting to a theological thing. Cause thank you. It sounds yeah. like it, it sounds like it, you and I are in the same page in that, but I wanted to make a, a very important statement to your listeners that there is no scientific ev- evidence for evolution at all. There never has been, and there never will be. And it's, it's a scientific viewpoint along with a spiritual viewpoint. But it's really it's, it's important for the simple reason that uh, the, the evolutionary people, all of whom listen to NPR, by the way, uh, they want you to believe that you're a monkey or that your grandfather was a monkey or his grandfather or his going back 100 generations or whatever. But it, it takes away responsibility from the individual, which, of course, is a conservative cornerstone. So I, I wanted to share that with your <clears throat> with your co-host so that, you know, the, there there's a real basis for all conservative thought. Sure. Well, let, me, little... let me respond. Let me respond to that. Um so these are conversations I generally don't want to uh, engage in because this is like a four or five hour dorm room conversation with you, me and Dowd, um, and hanging out. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on. It's not necessarily the providence of a radio show, but I appreciate you mentioning that. I fully agree with you, but I would also suggest insofar as uh, we have the amount of time to, you know, recognize what you and I believe and the difference between what Dowd uh, believes, I think those are two exactly what we, we say of them. We we believe these truths to be self-evident to ourselves and through our own experience. And I, I'm not going to try to impress that upon Dowd necessarily, but I am very happy that you came onto the radio to share your viewpoint, and I think you make a very, very strong argument. But as you know, as long as we've been arguing, and I've, I, I used to watch these ethics I don't know if you saw these ethics shows like on the 70s and 80s, but they'd always raise a question or two. Oh, on PBS? Yeah, do you yeah, remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I they were to, great. One of the things that I liked about it, and this is why I'm glad you know the caller calls, and I, we used to, I forget how I got introduced to it. I think somebody introduced it to me in the class, and then I went in and like, rifled through all the tapes, and I just sat there and you know watched them because they were, they were so good. Um, but some, at the end of this, inevitably, you never got to a concrete answer. There was never an agreement amongst these people. There was just a different perspective to look at it. And conservatives, by and large, have hard answers. You, sir, have a hard answer. I have a hard answer. But, um, you know, rather than promulgate and pound away and say, well, he should believe 
like us, Dowd has that. But I don't want to get into Dowd's whole thought about evolution here on the radio show either. That that makes any sense. So with all due respect, I agree with you. Dowd likely does not. But if that's okay, we'll leave it there. <laughs> no, you know, and if I well, mischaracterize anyone's views, I mean, I, I think there are Christians who understand evolution and then there are Christians who don't, who, who deny evolution. And, and I mean, I, I may be painted with too broad a brush. Um, it's impossible to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You, even it, it, even yeah. your statement right there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, you're right. like, why don't we hang out tonight, watch a movie, <laughs> right. and for the next four hours we can debate this. And, and Eddie, I'm happy to report that the Annenberg Learning Center has all ten episodes <laughs> of really? Ethics in America, Ethics in the America, show you it. and I watched yeah. in, what, the 80s, early 90s. This is fascinating. Do unto others to defend a killer, public trust, private interest, does doctor know best, anatomy of a hostile takeover, under orders, under fire, truth on trial, the human experiment, politics, privacy, and the press, 10, uh, ten episodes, and they are available online for high school and college students. Uh, Antonin Scalia participated in this. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that. Peter Jennings, that was a loss. Um, you know, some really, you know, theologians, lawyers, uh, really, uh, you know, people from the media. This was a great series, Eddie, and I watched m all of these multiple times when I was growing up. There 1989. Yep. No 1989. wonder we get along. Yeah. Uh, caller, what was your name? Uh, I'm Don. You're you're Don or you're Doug? Don, D-O-N. Oh, Don. Don. Text me directly. Yes. I've got something. I'm gonna. I got a gift for you. So just text me directly at five fifty fifty five hundred, and just tell me who you are, okay. and I'll and, shoot, and I'll shoot sure. something over to you. I, I yes, and, go and, ahead. And if I could throw one, one more thing out of there, of course. Uh, the the you know you, everyone is entitled to their views. Well, we used to be anyway, and uh, so. But rem remember what science is. Science is a, a provable, provable uh, set of set of experiments or ideas that you know lead to provable, repeatable results. And again, I don't want to change the nature of the show, but that there, there is no world in which evolution is ever going to fall into that. It's just not. So it's it's really just a it's really just a theory, uh, and, and but it's a theory that has really great importance for the society that we're in, which is, of course, slowly decaying away. So, uh, again, again, I, again, you're just reopening up, and then I can go Picking back to... that wound. Yeah, I can go back to doubt. Because, so I think one of the things we as conservatives need to understand, that's you and me, sir, uh, Don, here on the radio, is that the best way to influence others uh, in our, into our way of thinking is to ask people to come along with us and invite them either into our homes, into our churches, or into our yeah. lives in some way. Yeah. I don't think a, an argument is the good way to do it. And I'm sure, sir, you have uh, fruits of your labor. You bear good fruits, and I'm sure you could demonstrate to me uh, your arguments uh, through the overall of your work uh, of your lifetime as opposed to the argument that you can make in a very short time, regardless of how much you want to convince out of, of, of what you believe and I believe. Okay, and then I, I th thank you, thank you both of you for well, thank you for taking the call. That's Absolutely, and, right. and I wish I wish you the best, and I appreciate your your willingness to stand up to Wester, and he needs prayers. Oh, he's, he's in a lot he of trouble. Ridiculous. He's in a lot of trouble. He he is yeah. he is pure evil. Honestly, Archbishop Wester is pure evil. He makes the uh, previous Archbishop look like a saint. So. Um, that's saying something, uh, by the way, and I am very Catholic. Caller, yes, yes, finally, yes, Eddie, I'm yes, not, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, even going to mention you're evolution. Like, you're, I, I'm going to say the one thing we did forget when we talked uh, to Linda and my friend Jason Valencourt. I'm sure he's listening right now. Um, when we talked to when we talked about Linda about how to how to how to affect change, what, we talk about that every day in one way or another. How to affect change? We don't like the situation right now. How are we going to affect change? Uh, the one thing to always avoid 
is that sort of smackdown insult. Uh, as Jason says, no one has ever insulted into agreeing with you. Have you ever insulted someone into agreeing with you? You have to have a degree of civility uh, uh, when you're trying to convince another human being. So, um, yeah, uh, so don't mistake Eddie Aragon's uh, monologues as something that you can do to convince other people. Yes. I, I, the, the, you do not want to monologue your way to thinking, like, and some of you will do that. You'll go on a monologue and a tirade on social media and thinking you can do what I'm doing up here, and it's not going to be impactful. Trust yeah. me. And, and, don't, and think of yourself as an ambassador of your views, whatever oh, they that's are. That's a great word. Re, you know, you religious, ideological, political. Think of yourself as an ambassador of your views, and how are you representing this way of thinking? Because rightly or wrongly, we do attach uh, you know, the value of an idea with the person expressing. You know, the medium is the message. Marshall McLuhan, my mother always used to remind me growing up, you know, it's something we just can't deny. It's, it's a reality. So I appreciate the caller's thoughts, and I'm, I'm sure he and I could have a wonderful uh, uh, breakfast at WEX some morning. <laughs> uh, when it's open. Uh, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed your conversation with Linda, and I agree with her in the fact that I believe I had corona back in November of 2018. And I decided I did not want to be tested to become a statistic in the state of New Mexico. Um, what I really dislike is they're just giving out totals uh, for numbers of cases and how many in the hospital and how many have died, and they don't give us the details regarding asymptomatic and all of that. And I don't know how uh, we're ever going to change that because I think they just want to keep us in fear. Uh, so what's your name again? Kathy. So, Kathy, I think – you probably bring up the most important piece of information that needs to be communicated. So you don't feel trusted. You feel talked down to. You're not getting full transparent uh, information as to what's happening. This is what happens. This is what happened last night in the Republican Party. This is what happens in the Democrat Party. This is what happens from our government officials uh, that are out there. They don't trust you. They don't trust you to make good decisions. They don't trust you with data. They don't want to give you their background, their information. And what happens? Uh, distrust is sown. It's like a relationship. It's like, where'd you go? What'd you do tonight? Well, how come you won't tell me? Well, how come you did this? Well, you didn't tell me about that. You didn't tell me about that. When that is, uh, it's a bad relationship. And we have what's become a very abusive relationship with Michelle Lujan Grisham. If she offered up the, the information and gave us some glean of hope, and to tell us what the solution is ultimately going to be, rather than hit us with bad information and lack of information over and over, we'd actually feel halfway decent probably about her. And yes, maybe, I'm... maybe, maybe even buy in to the small, smallest portion of the limited lockdown, like, hey, a social distance and a mask when you can. Yeah, everything I do, I work with details all day long, and I'm a very logical person, and none of this makes any sense to me. And I, I can't find anywhere find anything about the details of what's really going on. So this is uh, Kathy with Monroe's, and uh, she would like for you to head on over. And by the way, Kathy, uh, you know, I want you to put you in touch with my dad, so make sure that um, uh, make sure that I text you. He has something for you uh, specifically. And uh, my good friend Joe, who's probably going to be calling in a little bit uh, later, wants to talk, uh, talk with you as well. Uh, Monroe's has been at it for a very, very long time, folks, and and please patronize uh, their business. Um, Dowd, can you pull up uh, Monroe's uh, phone number for takeout? Oh yeah, no problem. We're gonna do that, and uh, we want I'll to. I'll use DuckDuckGo for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that, and same thing with uh, Joe's Pasta House. Uh, same thing with our other advertisers. 
uh, as well. So we want to make sure that we we take care of our businesses. And, you know, the, Kathy has been at the forefront. She has been working very hard. She's done all the compliance. I think they got outside tents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we went over there and had a green chili cheeseburger a few months back, yeah. you know, uh, met with her. They're trying to put her on the paid sick leave stuff. I mean, can you imagine the things? If you're trying to run Monroe's, the restaurant? Unbelievable. Like, honestly, I don't even know how her and her entire family do, does it. Um, the Monroe's on Osuna, 505-881-4224. The Monroe's on 4th, 505-242. This is easy. 1111. How about, how about we send 10, 10 callers to uh, Monroe's on Osuna? We want you to pick up. Just order something. Ask them what, to, what they want you to order. It's all just, good, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, <laughs> uh, give me the 881 number again. Oh, uh, uh, that's Osuna, 505-881-4224. All right, tell them the Rock of Talk send you 10 orders over there to uh, to Kathy. Order something. You're listening to the show, you like it, why not uh, chow down on some uh, on some good food? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Good evening, everyone. This is Dave. Hi, Dave. And, hi, regarding that uh, thing about the flag being just a piece of fabric, I take issue with that. It is a symbol of sacred personal sacrifice. I've had family that has volunteered for every war, including the Revolution, with the exception of Desert Storm, because I wasn't able to get in fast enough. And I have at least a half a dozen, if not more, of these uh, presentation flags from former uh, service members on display in my barn, as well as a few in my shop. So when people say it's just a piece of fabric, it doesn't mean anything. Each each one of those flags represents that personal sacrifice that that one individual was willing to make for the whole of the country to be able to make sure that this uh, United States remained in existence. That was hard to get out. And... I've got numerous ones. I've said I've got them on display. I've even got a couple of the unofficial, the 47 and the 49 star. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. They have on display so that when I'm able to do a shop tour, museum tour for the old guys, they're able to see all the various different versions that I've been able to collect over the many years. But getting back to the point, the flag is not just a piece of fabric. It represents those people that volunteered, go and give their lives so that everybody else can enjoy the freedoms that we have or that remain. There you go. Dave, uh, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I've been busy working on the farm, moving okay. dirt, all that sort good. of good stuff. And hearing your thing earlier when people are talking about the flag, and you know, it's just a piece of fabric. Oh, that got me enraged. All right. You doing okay? Oh, yeah. Good. Doing right. really well. I appreciate you calling. I, I really do. But I want to make sure Dave, I, sometimes I'm hard on Dave. Dave uh, Dave, Dave comes in. He has a grand entrance every time that he comes <laughs> he in. He doesn't. So. I, all I would add is I was not saying it's a piece of fla- uh, fabric. I was saying liberals, conservatives, libertarians see the protection of the flag in different ways. Uh, and conservatives, because there are moral 
uh, system uh, is, has such attachment to sanctity, they associate the flag as such a sacred symbol. It means so much to them, and it doesn't have the meaning to other people coming from other perspectives. Dave is clearly a conservative, and he showed us exactly why. Uh, I was no, just no. trying to explain the differences. I wasn't endorsing that view myself. Yeah, and I knew that you weren't, yeah. and uh, I know what you were suggesting uh, in any way. But I, um, if you ever want to look at my Facebook or Instagram, I think there's a picture of me that I posted when I was in Boys Nation. Uh, I kind of got made fun of just a little bit when I went to Boys Nation this long time ago because I was running around. I just love flags. I love the American flag. I used to have a T-shirt in the back and the forward, you know. It's an American thing. You wouldn't understand. Uh, everywhere, if you walk in, you get a flag when you come into the uh, radio station. I have flag stickers. I have one you gave me the at actual, my house. The actual icon of yep. the Rock of Talk is an American flag. Thank you, Brian, That's for right. designing right. that. And uh, getting all that stuff, and it's red, white, and blue, which are the three best colors put together ever. Um, so anyway, all of that in, in all of that is there uh, for the taking. I've got the, the look at that, my red, white, and blue Donald Trump uh, coin. We got the red, white, and blue uh, Donald Trump uh, elephant. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be an elephant after this whole thing because the Republican Party isn't really standing behind him in multiple states, and uh, we could talk about that all day. But let's get some more uh, feedback. By the way, uh, the Paseo is getting worse. Rudy, can we get a quick check on uh, on traffic uh, very quickly? Yeah, putting things together, starting with the weather. going to be a tough day on Thursday, but right now, great. 49 in Haynes Park, 49 in Roosevelt Park, and 47 at Tarakatak. It's gotten worse because there's a second accident. Paseo westbound, it's at Jefferson, then up ahead, the original accident at 2nd Street. All in all, that has uh, conspired to make a really tough drive all the way back to I-25. This traffic report brought to you by Elevate Trampoline Park, ready to elevate your kids with Elevate Jump Packs, packed with uh, the Elevate T-shirts, socks, uh, cafe cash cards, and two jump passes. All packs up to 50% off. Order yours online right now, elevateyourkids.com. We're up to date. Now let's dive back to the Rock of Talk. All right, there we go. Uh not sure what happened there. My my music just uh, dropped out, but we're working through all that. Uh, all right. Eddie, if you went to my uh, homepage, yes, uh, dowdmuska.com, you will actually see the colonial flag uh, in my uh, sort of uh, image at the very top of the site. It's 13 stars at the founding of the republic. So now that I think of it, I'm... I'm, I'm a flag guy, too. I just didn't yeah. even think about it, but, yeah. Uh, Kala, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. It's Natalie. How's it going? Hi, Natalie. Who's How are Natalie? You? Yeah, what's going on, Natalie? <laughs> oh, we're, well, we're, we're on our way back home to, you know, re rejoin the fight. Um, just had to take some time off to deal with some family stuff, and it was great to focus on family for a while, but I never quite fully lost touch. I'm sure you covered yesterday um, how we got a, a kind of a small, but it was also kind of a big victory it, with the Albuquerque City Council as far as a couple of things that got tabled that they were trying to push through yesterday. Um, number one, that ordinance that would have allowed $500 fines and up to 90 days in jail for interfering with uh, the public health orders are not following the governor's public health orders. So, so it's not. So it's Natalie. Natalie, you're incorrect. Uh -huh. It's not as you say. What you're saying is different than what was written up. Uh, that's the way it was being okay. pushed and marketed by a number of conservatives mm -hmm. who are trying to, I think, you know, kind of create a giant thing. What it had to do with was directly interfering with those people who are trying to enforce. The law, the yeah. law enforcement. No, the, yeah, if you're, actually the in, if you're actually interfering with directly with law enforcement. 
Not that not so much right, the non right. not so much the non compliance yeah. or here we're gonna throw you in jail or anything. It's just if you get in the way of a police officer who's basically trying to do his job, quote unquote do their job and trust me, exactly zero police officers want to do that job. Not not a one of them. Right. So Right. Yeah, but uh, that's why I say that one was kind of a minor victory in a way. Um, and I remember reading that Cynthia Borrego was, I guess, kind of astonished at the outrage and outpouring. But it was a great example of how when the people speak up and let their elected officials know, hey, we don't like this, something does happen. They did. They went ahead and tabled that. The other thing I believe they tabled was the – Oh, paid leave bill? Right. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah we the, talked a little bit about that earlier pay. today. The paid sick leave, just in terms of, you know, how much more can these small businesses, these businesses can't take it anymore. They're they're done. No. There's, there's not yeah, one of can't. them. They're already past the breaking point. They don't need even more put on their back. Uh, yeah, no, the paid leave bill would have just, so many more businesses would have just been like, okay, that's it. We're closing up shop right now. But, you know, again, and, and I love it that you took the time earlier with um, you know, the other caller who wanted to help and wanted to know what she could do. So I guess I just want to encourage anyone out there who, you know, maybe made only one phone call or sent one email this week, past weekend or past week concerning those two items that were up on city council, your voice made a difference. And I was interfacing over the weekend with some friends who were working really hard to send out emails and make phone calls to city council, and we discovered something really interesting. There's no direct numbers uh, made publicly available for our Albuquerque city council members. The most that we could dig up were their emails, and then the numbers for their policy analysts. Yeah, correct. Which I found very interesting because even our congressional representatives and our state legislature uh, legislative representatives, they each have two numbers available. You know, one for their state, or in the case of Congress, their Washington office, and then the other for the district in which they reside. And yes. The city of Albuquerque city councilors can't be bothered to or aren't required to put their uh, personal contact info out there for their constituents. Yeah, a lot of well, the they're not. They're, they're poor, there's poor communication. They're all on Zoom meetings. And, uh, you know, I talk with right. Brooke on, but I've got her direct number. But a lot of these people, they don't want to be approached. They just want to pass these. Uh, you know, new edicts um, and jam them down our throats without any sort of uh, interface. And if you're there, I've been thrown at a city council twice, right, Dowd, I uh-huh. think, uh, during doing it. And if you're not there, lined up, and as soon as they recognize who I am, they won't even let me talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. they're very selective oh, yeah. about who they allow to have a voice the as too. well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, these are things yeah, well. that we have to figure out ways to strategize and get our votes heard. Don't forget, you can hear Natalie this uh, Saturday. She'll be live at 1 p.m. along with her good That's friend right. Rebecca because uh, they are the Liberty Ladies and they unite. Unite. There we go. All right. Uh, good job. All right. See you Saturday. Okay. See you soon. All right. Good stuff, Natalie. I appreciate her. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Going once, going twice. Caller, you are Hello? in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yes. Hello. 
Am I not sure? This is Jenny. Are you? Am Hi, I Jenny. Speaking? You're speaking to Eddie. Jenny. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Jenny. Okay. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, this you sound good. I talk to you. Yeah, you sound like somebody I've never talked to before. But I did used to yeah. have this. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to compare you to her, but I, I like your voice. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Well, I just wanted to talk about, um, you know, Rio Rancho. I'm, I'm in Rio Rancho, and they're having a big meeting on Thursday. Yes. And I've been calling and emailing um, our councilman, our mayor, and, uh, you know, to get us open uh, in Rio Rancho, and I just want to put that out uh, to the other people. Please keep calling and forcing them to open up Rio Rancho. Because I just, uh, you know, a lot of my friends work at all the restaurants because I was in the restaurant business for 12 years. Okay. And uh, and my, you know, my daughter works there, and she you're, hasn't. You're, been, you know, so 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 you just recently fell out of a, a job because your restaurant is closed, correct? Oh no no no! I was retired. Okay, you're friends, retired. Okay, got my, it. Yeah, all my friends are still working, you know, um, in these restaurants, uh, O'Hare's, Lake Street. I have some, and they've all been laid off, and right. and they're not getting any help. So I was hoping, you know, like for everyone to keep calling and bugging your councilman, your mayor, and and tell them that we need to open up Rio Rancho and be brave. Like I, I believe Roswell, Clovis, and Portales have opened up their city. Roswell has so opened up uh, one of my best friends. Uh, she is the head of the uh, or excuse me, the Roswell uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, they're getting everything back up and running. You mentioned uh, what other cities? Uh, I, I heard Clovis and Portales. I wasn't 100 percent sure about that, but that's what I heard. Uh, we'll look into yeah, we'll that. Dowd's uh, currently punching up all this stuff, and uh, if you want to contact, uh, by the way, the Rio Rancho City Council, it's super easy, folks. Super easy. Open Rio Rancho, 891-5000. That's 891-5000. One more time. City of Rio Rancho, 891-5000. Get your voices heard. Uh, and uh, Jenny, I appreciate you calling in. And for Natalie, uh, you can go ahead and call in to Albuquerque, the mayor's office, city council, 768-3000. 768-3000. One more time, 768-3000. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. I just wanted to add on to the flag. Uh, uh, this is Michael. Hi, Michael. Uh, How are you? I didn't I didn't hey. recognize you. I'm sorry. So, so sorry. But go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, like I said, uh, Native Americans honor the flag uh, when the, when they, uh, when when there's a, a military burial and they give the flag to uh, to whoever uh, the representative, the spouse, or or whoever. Uh, that flag gets an eagle feather is put in the middle that represents the spirit of that person. And then also at a powwow, if you go to a gathering of nations and you get there at the beginning of the grand entry, they sing a flag song and a victory song. Uh, representing uh, representing the, the nations and also the homelands of, of all the of all the indigenous uh, tribes around the world and also there's a gore dance uh, that usually comes on before the big grand entry it's usually in the morning or or the, like in the, the smaller powwows it's uh, maybe two or three about three hours before the grand entry in the afternoon and that is honoring of the flag and all the and all the veterans that uh, that uh, especially the combat veterans and it's it's a pretty humbling and and, and spiritual moment uh, when you go to a gore dance because usually 
uh, when we have it in Amos, uh, we used to have it in Memorial Weekend, and we explain that, you know, especially as a Vietnam vet, we say, uh, welcome home and, you know, and come here and participate and, and, and have the, have the crowd come and shake your hand and welcome you home. And, you know, it's, it's, they, they're, they're in tears because they never, they never got that welcoming when they came back from Vietnam. Right. You know, uh, one of, uh, one of, uh, I, I, my, uh, former, uh, brother-in-law, uh, he's Native American, San Felipe uh, Pueblo, and I've been there uh, several times to uh, be on their powwows and the, their gatherings. You've got to be invited in, and he's one of the most patriotic uh, people uh, that I've known. And um, actually, I have his. Now that I think about it, I still have his medal here. Um, his uh, what do you call these medals? Uh, doubt when they give you these. These are the and it says uh, Hell Six Captain Velasquez. And it says Hell 7 uh, for 1SG Miller. And it says Fight Like Hell. He served in Afghanistan, Iraq. Iraq. He had like eight tours. Wow. Uh, three up, three down. Uh, just recently, I believe, uh, retired uh, from the military. But his brother um, died uh, earlier this year. And it, it was really sad. It was covered nationally. Uh, his name is Philip uh, Velasquez and very, very uh, patriotic. In fact, um, him and his entire family were trying to make funeral arrangements at the Santa Fe National Cemetery up there because his brother, Joseph uh, Velasquez, served in the military for more than 20 years, and he passed away, I believe, in Georgia or Alabama, one or the other, and uh, he was not able to have a formal burial, Michael. Oh, boy. Um, the oh, man. Governor, yeah, and uh... we, got, we got Greg Zanetti you know, in, involved to kind of do whatever we possibly could to kind of get the information out there because this is this is a, a, a fallen person who who served and was not able to uh, get a proper burial. Was this if, in June? I don't even remember. Uh, because there's an article in the Federalist: New Mexico is open for restaurants, protests, but not for this lifelong not, <clears throat> army family to bury Master Sergeant Velasquez. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. about it. So anyway. Um, they kept having to hold out for a funeral um, the entire time due to the governor's restrictions. And, and you know, the, the funeral wasn't going to be very large, I would imagine, and, and they were trying to work their way through it. And they're very, very patriotic. And, yeah, the Federalists did write about that, didn't they, yeah. earlier? Uh, he served his country in the U.S. Army for more than 20 years. He deployed once to Macedonia, twice to Iraq, and then to Afghanistan. He has six children, a grandson, and a wife of 19 years. Yeah, so this is a uh, a Native American, Michael, uh, uh, both of them Native Americans, uh, and uh, served on the San Felipe, uh, or excuse me, served the uh, Army as captains. I mean, these were, we weren't uh, low-ranking guys. These guys, uh, one of them was a sniper, by the way. Um, more tattoos than I've ever seen on a person. <laughs> and a, a pretty funny guy, yeah, to, 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 be, to be quite honest. But these are guys who literally wear their hearts uh, on their sleeves and all over their body. It's... Uh, Kind of amazing, but look what uh, look what's happened. Isn't that isn't that insane? Yeah, yeah. What you call it? My uh, my uh, children are half San Felipe, and also uh, I sing with a drum group locally. And uh, what you call it? One of them is a uh, boy lad, and he's a decorated Vietnam vet recon, and he goes all over. He's invited all over the all over the world to indigenous uh, doings and whatnot, and. Uh, 
uh, right when COVID started, uh, there was a uh, there was a heavily decorated uh, comrade of his, that, uh, Navajo, up in Chippewa area. But we uh, we stood up by Bernalillo at the Warrior to uh, to when they drove by to wave you know to wave the flag and, and salute them on their way to uh, the burial up at the National Cemetery. So you know that, that was very moving. It's so important because it's one of the things that uh, every single one of them think of having lost uh, so many of their brothers and and sisters, uh, you know, in, in battle and in service. And uh, it's something that's absolutely essential. And I just can't believe, you know, where we've gotten to uh, here, Michael, with our burial services and everything else that's been shut down. That would not have happened in other uh, states like Utah, Arizona, Colorado, or Texas, only in New Mexico. Yeah, and then, uh, during the Gathering Nation in 2003, I, I, a, a drum group that I sang with up at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado, yeah. was an uh, invited, invited drum, and uh, we made uh, the head singer, head, three head singers are Navajo, and they made the Lori Fiesta honor song, and uh, that was, that, yeah, we go to, if we can get the, 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 the DVD, CD, a DVD, or the, even the, the CD, uh, a 2003 Gather of Nations, you, you can hear that song uh, through Lori Fiestawa. Uh, how do you spell her last name? Uh, P-I-E-S-T-E-W-A. Uh, she's, a, she's, a, she's the one that got killed in the Iraq. Uh, the yeah, first com- that's what the first I thought. Okay. Combat. That's right. That's right. You know, um, yeah, I'll see if you can pull that up and send that to me. Michael, hold the phone. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just it, lost right now in this story from the Federalist. Eddie Umble, the director at the cemetery, told the family that the governor had guidelines in place. Five family members would be permitted to leave the parking lot to right. say goodbye. This wasn't acceptable. Joseph was leaving six children alone, not accounting his wife, his parents, his brother, who was married with three children or with children of his own. So they waited. On June 1st, the governor allowed restaurant dining. <laughs> Remember this, ladies and gentlemen? The governor allowed restaurant dining uh, room food service to return to 50% capacity, uh, and the Department of Veterans Affairs resumed limited military honors and a return to funeral services within local guidelines. When the family tried again, they were told that the new order would allow for only six family members to stand six feet apart from each other in a tent they had not asked for. The honor guard would be limited to three soldiers instead of the customary seven firing a three-shot 21-gun salute. His widow would not be permitted to hold her children when they accepted their father's flag. Boy, that's there your you governor, go. ladies and gentlemen. Wow. wow. I looked for the uh, Piesta, uh, by the way. I was not able to to find it, um, but uh, I wanted to get some, some more. Michael, hold the line, if you would, please. I'll bring this up. Um, I do need to talk about all of our advertisers here at 622, so we're going to rifle through a lot of them. Uh all right, caller, you're in the queue. Very quickly. Uh, yes, sir. Just wanted to comment on a couple of things. First, uh, have the COVID, beat the COVID, doing great. Good. Uh, second, I marched into Bosnia, which most people don't even remember anymore, with that flag on my shoulder, and it connected me to every veteran before and after uh, to this great nation. And if anybody wants to take that away from a veteran, they got another thing coming. I love it. I love it. What's your name, sir? Thank you for your service. David Swanson. I'm a tanker. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that's uh, 19 kilo. If you're out there, uh, we're ready to go. And uh, this is no <laughs> joke. 
I love it. All right, uh, Mr. Uh, Officer Sorensen. Uh, I will never make that yeah, man angry. That is, uh, absolutely <laughs> awesome. Thanks. You call back as much as you want. Uh, that's a great call. Paul, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, this is Joe. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Not bad. Anyways, I was talking to your dad last night, and I was talking to Chet from Lone Star. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Every time. Joe, 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 Joe. <laughs> what? I Joe. didn't say anything. I, I said Chet. From Lone Sun. Oh, okay, got it. There we go. Anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't do that anymore. Anyways, uh, so we were talking last night. That's why we were talking. And I said, hey, you know what? We'll just get one road, right? So it's kind of like, in, and this is what I'm, I, I, and we were talking about last night amongst ourselves. I said, you know what? All these, all these businesses, kind of like ours, we've been lucky. We've been fortunate, right? Well, you know what? You know, call these restaurants. Tell them cater something. Even if you only have five people, ten people, you know what I mean, for Christmas. Yep. You, know, give them, give, you know, we can give back. You know what I mean? They've given to us. We can give back, you know. So, anyways, that's, that's just a call out to all the other small businesses. they got a few people working. They want to do something for them. You know, that's, that's one thing they can do and help, help help the restaurant business. Absolutely. Joe, I appreciate uh, you. How are you doing, Joe? Oh, I'm doing good. Anyways, and then and then uh, then you lost by one vote today. Uh, I think twenty nine. They printed all the rest of the ballots and they went through it. So according to the raw data, they said twenty nine. So uh, you know, it was one 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 vote last night, and you know, we sat there for two hours staring at a screen waiting for the results. It was anyway. I don't even need to get into it. That was yesterday. Today's a brand new day, and uh, we're still leading the conservative charge. We've got lots of callers and lots of people, and. That's what we're going to do. We're going to change the state, whether uh, anybody wants us to or not. Uh, we're yep. part. Of, we're part of the solution, not part of the problem. We're not interested in what we're doing. I was just trying to help. It wasn't even a paid position, Joe. You know, I just I had a plan. I just wanted to do it. I know. Well, I mean, we all have a plan, but you know what? We have enough backing. We have enough backing. We we'll get it done. You know, I hate seeing that one drop out of the drop drop off. It was a rare but, opportunity. It really was. Yeah. And I, you know, I I campaigned hard, and it was fair and. You know, I created a, a lot of enemies uh, with it, but I created probably uh, ten times more friends. And uh, people understand uh, why I might be bow-legged. We'll just put it that way. Hey, oh, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it very much. Hello. Sorry. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Call you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie Dowd. Happy to hear you guys on. Call you guys all the time. It's Chris up in your Rancho. What's up, Chris? I see you, nurse, down at UNM. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. What's going on up in uh, Rio Rancho? Oh, man, putting up some Christmas lights with uh, my five-month-old son. It's been a good good what, night. What is his name? Noah. Noah. Oh, wow. Beautiful name. My uh, nephew is uh, Noah uh, as well. Blessed Christmas to you, and thanks for calling in. What do you got to say? Hey, I was, I've been with my son. I've been in and out of listening to you guys, but I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on Texas's move with the Attorney General taking it directly to the Supreme Court. That's on the uh, the ballots, uh, right? That's what you got from Colonel Allen West was talking about that earlier this morning. Dowd, I think you're a little bit more up to date on that. I'm more of a victim of it right now, but uh, with the latest uh, goings on, uh, Dowd. Well, I was reading something on, on MSNBC recently, that earlier today, that has no chance. Who, who, who'd have thought that? Um, it's 154 pages. I just downloaded the PDF right before the uh, you printed show. printed it out on my printer. Uh, I printed you? out some of it, the first portion of it. Uh, I'll be reading this, it. You brought me all this paper. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm right. like, what are you printing? <laughs> to pay for my sins, yes. Um, so I'll be reading it uh, tonight and uh, hopefully hopefully get, get through it. I guess it's it's... 
Um, you know, it's late in the process. Uh, the attorney general there, very conservative, is basically questioning the legitimacy of, uh, I think it's either four or five states, you know, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and the like, by, basically by saying they changed the rules uh, as the process went on. Uh, ergo, we don't have a legitimate president. Ergo, the citizens of Texas are being denied uh, you know, a, a legitimate uh, electoral outcome. So uh, it's 154 pages, folks. And I'm going to get to as much of it as I can tonight. So, uh, <laughs> so Chris, would you mind if we get back to you maybe uh, tomorrow or the next day? Yeah, no worries, guys. I just I thought it was a brilliant thing that got put through. And the fact that it was so simple that went over all the, the lower courts. Right. You know, I just thought that it was, it was brilliant. And, you know, there's – I, I – I, I support our president so much, and it just kills me, everything that's going on right now. Yeah, me too. And, you know, seeing something like this, this is, this is a brilliant decision. At least I believe it to be a brilliant decision. And what kind of bothers me is, and I, and I applaud, you know, Powell and all the team that he has, but this seems like it was a, a, a very, very quick, easy, you know, movement of the pen that was able to create something of this sort. And, you know, the Democratic Party is extremely brilliant at manipulating things and manipulating the system. And we went through the law this way, and I just don't understand how there's not more people on our side that understands these concepts that could streamline processes to help our president in this time of need, because this was huge. At least I believe it to be. I don't know. And I think there's probably much other ways of going about this. Well, one of the things that they have in their arsenal is uh, when you claim to be the victim, the onus is on you to prove that you weren't the, um, you know, the aggressor or the cause uh, for that. And that's much harder to do because the onus is on you. I think the good thing that uh, we have to do is uh, just understand the law first and foremost. I think we've got some some really great attorneys like Sidney Powell uh, who are on that side well, and, and making the, the, that the, happen. This, the change here is, you know, so many of these suits that have been filed over criminal you know, abuse and voter fraud, this is a constitutional case being filed from the attorney general of the second biggest, second richest state in the union. So um, the quote he has, uh, this is probably first just, now, just the news uh, quote. I'm worried about the credibility of elections. This is from uh, A.G. Paxton in Texas. I'm worried about the credibility of elections, not just now, but I'm worried about the credibility of elections going forward. I'm not making a fraud argument. I'm making an argument based on the Constitution. And what we know happened, which was that the uh, which that we know state law was changed by people other than the state legislature, which is absolutely true. You had the court stepping in, particularly in Pennsylvania, uh, which is the only constitutionally authorized changes that are allowed via the state legislature. My argument is that the law was violated. The Constitution was violated. I'm not addressing whether there was two million fraudulent ballots cast in Pennsylvania. I don't know. And there's no way to know the way the system got set up, uh, the way the rules got changed. So it's an interesting argument. It's from a different field. Uh, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Good stuff. Chris, thanks for the uh, phone call uh, very much. Uh, Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, it's Rebecca. So a couple things. Um, on that Texas uh, thing where they're appealing to the U.S. Supreme Court, from what I've heard about, I've just started researching that myself, and from what I understand, there is actually a precedent um, in the U.S. Supreme Court that dates back to somewhere in the 1800s, and I can't remember the exact date. And the reason that they're able to do this is because it affects a national election that affects all of us. And and so that's that's kind of the basis they're using for filing this. Yeah, I think the, the, um, the claim I've heard is that they when there's a 
dispute between states, thus making it kind of a national issue. Uh, in limited mm-hmm. circumstances, uh, AGs can go straight to the Supreme Court, which Texas has done in this case. So uh, another right. another front in this war. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. And, hey, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, you had Linda call in. She sounded really nice. And um, one thing I wanted to say, if she's still listening, is that, you know, Natalie and I can provide well, what, what, her. What some... do you mean if she's still listening? What are you doing? <laughs> As a host is. of another I'm show, let me let me throw shade at you. <laughs> I'm providing you with the opportunity, and you're like, well, if she's even still listening anymore. Oh, bust my chops, Eddie. <laughs> uh, but go ahead. You were, were going to say. Yeah, what I was going to say is that, and I hear that a lot, and it's like as hard as we try to to get everybody so that they know what's going on, it's like a lot of people still don't know what's, you know, what's going on with rallies and things like that. And you know that I am like in the know about rallies and things like that. So I, I'm just suggesting that maybe if she contact Natalie and I, we can give her a way so that she can Rock of Talk done when they're happening. Rockoftalk.chat. The uh, community closes on uh, Friday. We'll get information in and out of there. The best thing you can yeah. do. And uh, I'll, I'll post your uh, audio tonight. I've been very busy. And you, is, might, you, way, you might remember I lost by, by a vote last night or 29 votes uh, this morning. Isn't that amazing? I, you I get, never you get, heard the results. I, was, I didn't know. All I knew is you didn't, you didn't win, which, which really sucks. But... There you go. Um, well, we'll get over it. Yeah. So, so uh, you can yeah. listen to both Rebecca and Natalie have called. I think they ganged up on me today, and uh, they were feeling honestly <laughs> yeah, when maybe. they don't do their show, they just like, oh, hey, we're gonna go do a. a hey, quick, we're quick, like quick chomping promo. at the bit to get back in there. That's hey, good. by the way, there is a rally going on on Saturday uh, at the Roundhouse, so she might want to. Why is it not at Michelle Lujan Grisham's house instead of the Roundhouse? Well, yeah, I don't know where her house is. I wish I did. Just up the road. <laughs> not very far. Yeah, it's just four miles. Well, what's the address? Well, I'm not going to give it to you right here. You can just basically <laughs> look it up. Dad will text it to you. That would be great. Okay, good stuff. Thank you, Rebecca. Rebecca, there she is. All right, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Very quickly. Uh, me? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, that Texas thing, uh, Ted Cruz will be arguing that before the court. Yeah. And I also heard today they said it was a civil rights case, so it went straight to the Supreme Court. Constitutional case, yes. So, yeah, there you go. There's uh, there's my the most interesting man on the radio right there. There's my good friend. Always calling in. That we got to look at that 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 case a little bit more, I think, and we'll we'll be all ready for that uh, here in a couple of days. You give us a couple of days on that, we'll have the full information for you. It's okay. 154 well, pages. That's a lot of sift through. It's good news, I think. All right, good stuff. I uh, just for Rebecca, it is the address is One Mansion Drive, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, so type wow. that into MapQuest or you know uh, One Mansion Drive what? Uh, One Mansion Drive. Are you doxing the governor? I, I, yeah, it's pretty easy to do actually. Well, actually, there's, there's, I, I didn't a, use my 28 years of research experience to get this data. Yeah, was, so, the so, bar so, was very low. So run a search at DuckDuckGo search <laughs> on the governor's mansion. There you go. I mean, honestly, you're not yeah. doxing someone who's a public servant, by the way. Uh, just so you know. Good point. You can't dodge. Right, it's them. right on 590. You know, you just head up 590. When you're a public elected official, like you're in a public elected official, you serve at the at the pleasure of the public. But, but, but you know, I'm just thinking that the, the fiance suffered enough, hasn't he? All right, now to uh, <laughs> uh, make way for Rudy Grande in traffic. Go ahead. 
All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Getting a great day tomorrow. Thursday's when we see that rain mixed with snow late in the day. So that's going to be the trouble day this particular week right now. Not too bad. 49 degrees at the Star Center. It's 48 at Expo New Mexico and 46 at the Rock of Talk. Well, some good news on Paseo del Norte, sort of. Westbound, the accident there right past second. That has cleared. Everything's off to the right shoulder. All lanes are open, but everyone wants those lanes. Bumper to bumper back to I-25. And a lot of folks had chosen Alameda. That's not terribly bad until you get to about Rio Grande Boulevard, westbound into Rio Rancho. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across in the historic Highland Theater. While they cannot open at the moment, and that's, of course, the governor's deal, they've got the family meal deal. Families, what a great idea. Enjoy takeout. One and a half pounds of meat, and you get to choose between top sirloin, grilled chicken, pork adobada, bistec, barbacoa. You'll also get 12 fresh handmade tortillas, rice, beans, cheese, chips, and salsa. If you'd like to see this special, simply go to family.theplaceilike.com. We're up to date. Now, back to the Rock of Talk. All right, Rudy. I appreciate uh, you very, very much. Got something here for Michael uh, here. And have a good night, Rudy. Uh, here's this from the Gathering of Nations uh, 2012. So these are the uh, North Bear. This is 2012. So here we go. We can get into a little bit of this. A little bit uh, untraditional there, but uh, certainly something uh, very interesting. Those are the champions from 2012. Do you sing like that, Michael? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's called a hand drum song. Uh, up in the North Country, uh, the Northern Tribes, the Sioux, the Cheyenne, and all the Northern Tribes, that's a Northern-style uh, hand drum song. And uh, in the wintertime, uh, a lot of drum groups come together, and they all have hand drums, each each. Each singer has a, a small drum with a with a drumstick, and they form a circle and sing uh, these type of songs. And then the audience does a, a round dance or a two-step type of dance around, around and around, around the uh, circle of drum uh, singers. 
Do you do the uh, drums? Do you do the the drum stuff uh, as well? Like this, here's one from the Northern Cree, the Dope Crow Hope Northern Cree. Not sure about this, but uh, we'll take a listen, Michael. Let's let's get into it and see how how this uh, uh, plays out. So uh, this is from looks like 2013. Let's see if we can get some some sound from the Dope Hope. Michael, but those don't sound like dependent socialists to me. Those sound like ardent oh, yeah. Trump supporters, Michael. How about that, huh? Listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a pretty bad powwow. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's the northern. That's northern. The northern style drummers, drum uh, singers are real high pitched, and the southern, like uh, uh, from uh, Oklahoma all through here and Texas, it's a southern style, and it's a more of a, a lower, a lower, a lower uh, uh, drum sound. I mean, uh, voice, voice. It's called the southern style, and uh, uh, the drum group I sing so, with is so called Chukka So here's what, what was that, that one? What was that called? She, Shukaska, that we were named by we were named by Boy Lad. Uh, our uh, uh, I was talking about that uh, decorated Vietnam vet. He's on our drum group, and he gave us that name Shukaska. And it's a uh, it's a story about uh, the Sioux tribe uh, in in uh, in Vietnam. Uh, one of the soldiers had uh, befriend, befriended a white dog, and it's a it's a big it's a big story up in the northern country. This white dog uh, uh, with this. The soldier that was that was he was attached to was it was time for him to uh, fly out by in a helicopter and when uh, when it was time for him to to go the dog kept yanking on his foot and, and leg and said you know do not to go so uh, so he got off the helicopter and told him I'll, I'll catch the next one and and before you know it that helicopter that he was supposed to be right. on there got blown go. out of the right. sky on yeah. a ridge and that's so that's why they they, they call that uh that Shunkaska sacred dog, sacred white dog and what our drum group is named after that. My my heart just skipped a beat hearing that story. I knew what it was already coming. I just heard the term sacred white dog. I yeah. have a white dog. That really resonates with me. Well, well here's a well. black bear, twenty fifteen. This is in the crow hop style, Michael. Uh, Michael educated right. me. The key, don't you live, listen to the Kiva because you love the name of the radio station, the Kiva. Here we go. <laughs> that there uh, still still high so still oh, oh. northern yeah that's still northern it's crow hop because that's from the crow tribe up in uh in montana that's why it's called the crow hop they're the ones that originated that oh dance that's like that uh that's like uh not rivers run through it or dances with wolves that's uh 
What's the name, name of that one? Uh, what's the Brad Pitt movie? What is it? What, what's that movie called? Come on. Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. There you go. That's the same same style. Very masculine. I, I can't imagine any of these guys voted for Joe Biden or that they'd welcome him uh, uh, in there. Well, 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 if you remember that first, the first go round, they showed the they showed the, uh, a Montana tribe in the background, were all wearing the feather bonnets, and uh, they said uh, they were uh, they were natives for Trump, and they showed that picture and. Uh, in, in, the, in the 2016 uh, election, and uh, you, you played uh, Northern Cree. They won a Grammy, and then also in Hamas, we have uh, Black Eagle that won a Grammy, and uh, wow. they, they show their Grammy once in a while. And uh, the, the 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 first drum I grew, drum group I sang was is called White Eagle, and they're the ones that sang the Lori uh, came up with the Lori Fiesta honor song. And uh, like I said, the one I the song the the jump that I sing with right now here now based here in Albuquerque is the uh, Chukasca. We even have two Anglo's that are well known up in the northern country that sing on our drum. You gotta invite me. I want to sing like that. Do you think I could get up to to those? Do you have any for uh, for, uh, for uh, you know, Daddy sing bass, Mama sing? Do you have any <laughs> have any of those? Any what? Any bass voices rather than the oh, high pitched yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, yeah? Well, I'd, oh, yeah, you got to invite it. You, can, you, you invite a couple of white guys. How about a Hispanic guy? You want to invite me? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I have uh, forcing my way into, uh, into Michael's powwow. <laughs> I want a Grammy. How about that? Well, last one here for my, my. We're getting an education here with sure Michael. Are. I love it when uh, we get this. Uh, That one was really powerful because they're 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 holding their ears, and that was the most high pitched one. So they might be. Is it the higher north you go, the higher the pitch? I don't know. I'm just no, it, no. It, it just it depends on the younger. It depends on the, the younger ones, sure. and then also like I said, the Sioux and the Cheyenne. I mean, the you know, the, the Northern Cheyenne. Uh, they they sing a real really high pitched voice because that's from from being youngsters all the way to. Uh, Old men, they got they keep that high voice, that high pitch, and when they hold the ones that hold their holds the one finger in the ear, yeah. you can if you if you sing, you can hear yourself. That way, you stay in tune, and uh, and all the words are all come together in unison. That's fascinating. I want to, you know, if I, I used to, you know, once in a while, I go through the channels on a Sunday morning, and I think they have the Native American. Yep. Uh, uh, I've heard you it. Know, I've heard it a few times, but I I do love that. Uh, and just, I just don't know how we go from that, Michael. I wish it, one of these times uh, on the next edition of uh, Learning Pow Wow uh, here in, in the Kiva. Oh, didn't that sound so cool? Didn't it sound like I just came up with that, like the Learning Pow Wow in the Kiva? You are a marketing hey, genius. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yes. Hey, so, hey, speak, hey, speaking of Kiva, this time of year, this, this should be all, and the Pueblos, they should be practicing right now for uh, our, our Lady of Guadalupe on, on, the, on Saturday. And each Pueblo, mostly the, most of the Pueblos do something on uh, Guadalupe Day. And, oh, uh, mostly, wow. Uh, Look, so La Entrada, maybe not such a bad deal after all. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, look at that! Whoa! Who knew that? Who knew that Native American? I got both blood in me. Who knew Native Americans and Hispanics could get along? And what you call it? Uh, a lot of a lot of them do the Montecino like they do up in, uh, oh, yeah, like they do uh, right, yeah. in Lawrence and uh, yeah. Bernalillo. You know, the, the Montecino is pretty popular on uh, Guadalupe Day because of of the, the Mexican uh, 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 indigenous person that our Lady Guadalupe appeared to. 
Wow, that's beautiful. Well, our Lady of Guadalupe Day, uh, December 12th. So there you go. Yeah, December 12th, Saturday. Four days away, folks. Five days away. There it is. Uh, I've always wanted to get a, well, no, not really. I might not, I shouldn't make a joke, Michael. You know what I was going to say. I've always wanted to get the Our Lady of Guadalupe tattoo on my back, but uh, I'm not going to go there. Or right? be like, oh, put it on your chest like a, <laughs> like a boxer. <laughs> hey, <laughs> wasn't that like our boxer? Yeah. You know, Johnny Tapia lived on the next street over yeah, where Johnny I lived. Tapia, I was on yeah, 614 High Street. La Vida Loca was uh, on the other side. Did you know Johnny Tapia? Uh, uh, met him one time, yeah. didn't know him, uh, known his uh, family. I feel it's the, one of the uh, bleeding heart, best guy ever Yeah. Um, in so many ways. And, and and we're sort of forgetting about him, but I will not. Uh, another guy I'd like to uh, throw a huge shout-out to uh, today. Hey, Michael, thanks for uh, checking in. Great write-up in um, Mark Smith. Can you enchantmentsports.com about uh, my friend Kelvin Scarborough, everybody's friend, uh, the unofficial mayor of Albuquerque, Kelvin Scarborough, and he is not going to have the type of funeral that he should have. Uh, Great, uh, great insight from uh, Hunter Green and a number of other uh, ex-Lobos. And, Mark, you did a terrific job, and I know you're listening. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Um, Back again on the um, the Texas – Case. Yes. I just got a me- just got a message. Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, and South Dakota have just joined the Texas Scottish wow. case over the election. Wow, that is good. You, yeah. you ready for some jambalaya? Is that, is that what you're ready for? Little uh, little Hank Williams with with that. I mean, I don't, I'm feeling so good. I feel like we need a little bit of jambalaya on the bio with the after that. Uh, wait, wait, what are the names of those those places again? Oh, Alabama, uh, come on, that. you can you can run them back. I know you can. <laughs> Goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go. Me oh my oh. Uh, me gotta call uh, Paul the Fero down the bio. Goodbye, Joe. We gotta go, me oh my. Sing it. We gotta go, me oh my. Come on, just you. My Yvonne, the sweetest one, me oh my. My my brother is. Son of a gun will have big fun on the bio. Your 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 brother your brother what? Uh, my brother used to be a DJ and on a country western. Oh. Station. He, he's the one that could sing it for you. Oh, this is great. Hank Williams, he's a hard-living, yeah. hard-dying, uh, but will keep you crying all day long. I love that guy. Right? Here we go. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio. Come on, here we go. I know you're dancing with the missus in the, uh, the, there you go, the dining room. You guys are just there.
But tonight I'm gonna see Mama Shazamio. There we go. fruit jar and be Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio. Oh, boy. Got your blood pump. It's been too long. I don't remember them. <laughs> you know all the songs, Hank Williams. You're going to go watch the the, uh, the Hank Williams story. I'm I'm more of a rock and roll dude. Oh, okay? look at you, rocking hard. <laughs> well, you know what? There's only one guy uh, initially inducted to both the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know who that is? Uh, it's Elvis? Yeah. It's good old Hank Williams. That's the guy. Huh? And his son uh, went on to introduce Monday Night Football, and there you go. Bob's your Oh, right. yeah. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, thanks for calling back. All right. Uh, Dow's gone. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. It's Bob in Las Lunas. Bob in Las Lunas. How's it going, Bob in Las Lunas? Good. I haven't talked to you in a while, but okay. I appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. And I sent you something. It was on, uh, I think it was, uh, it came out as a JPEG. But it came out the, of the uh, what? As a JPEG. Oh, I thought you said a gay pig. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't send you something like Sorry, that. Sorry, I was like, I'm not, I didn't know pigs could be gay, but there you go. I mean, we're, we're just like uh, Hank Williams, sin be gay. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was calling you to, to tell you about, um, I sent you the articles of um, the code of conduct oh. for the military. If you ever read that for line for line of what it is, it's the way that all Americans should believe of what's going on right now. I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, I haven't looked resist. at my text all night. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I send you stuff, and, and, I, and I just wait for you to listen or read uh, some of your texts and see if mine comes on. But, you know, so many people believe in you and Eddie and Rudy. I appreciate everything you guys do, and I'm sure – all your callers would appreciate the fact that you chose to run for something that you believed in and you were going to stand up for us. It, yes. I, I told you. I sent, I sent you a text the other day uh, saying you were uh, Trump's stepson. Oh, I don't know wow. if you ever read it. I don't know, how my, I, dad, I said, I don't you know what, how my dad would feel about that. I don't oh, think, you know. Well, well but I hear I, – I understand. But, you know, the only thing is you believe in something that – all of us are wishing we could believe in and push forward to make it true because, you know, Trump is trying for all of us, and you're trying for the state of New Mexico. I'm sorry you didn't win, you know, the, the chairmanship, but everybody that voted, they know we need some new leadership, and they just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, uh, I could talk ad nauseum about it. But I'm not a <laughs> I, I'm not a guy who's going to get into you know we lost and uh, right. I would not say I don't believe I lost I believe that I won I mean I believe that I'm a conservative leader because you've made me that and other people have made me that because we needed sure. that you know I'm the you know I'm the necessity is the the mother of invention and that's basically what happened with me is I got invented yeah. because you know it's you know it, luck do you know what you know what luck is. Oh, yeah. What, it, wait, wait, do you know the definition that, of luck? I'll give it to you. Do you know what the definition of luck is? I'll give it to you. I'll give you my definition. You give me yours it's first, and I'll tell you what, it, what what I think it is. Okay, it's something that we try for, but we don't know the outcome. Okay. However, if it comes out in our favor, it's a benefit. 
Okay, all right. I like it. That's it's good. I, I, I like it. That's more of the outcome. You know, when we, I don't know if you're a supplication prayer, if you're a give thanks type of prayer guy. I don't know which one you do. We're a, you know, me and me and my boys are like we're thanks. We're we're like thankful for this and thankful. For, are you there? Oh yeah. Is there yeah. something dying in the background? What's going on back there? No, no, no. We we lost a friend today to COVID. He died this morning. I'm so and sorry. And so we're we're out here having a bonfire in his honor. And uh, we're just enjoying the and, fact. And you, know, you guys are life. playing my radio station tonight. You got it. Are you kidding? You got it. No, there's. You can hear them in the background. Oh my! You get the song to bring us out. I'm not even going to pick the song. Whatever song you want to take us out. So you uh, powwow with your group out there. But I mean, you know, we got cowboys, Indians. We got, uh, you know, we got everything going on over here tonight. It's a, it's a jambalaya, if you will, of a radio show this evening. But. Let me get back to my definition of luck before you uh, are uh, going through your own personal mind catalog of music. Uh, I actually have one, so hopefully you have one as well. So let me just, no, no, let me tell you. Okay. Let me tell you. It's really simple. It's where preparation meets opportunity. So I prepared. I have the radio station. I don't know how the hell I got into this whole entire mess. Oh, is everything okay over there? I want to make sure we're... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no they're enjoying it. Oh, we're good, 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 okay, good. Life. There we go. <laughs> How old was he? 62. Wow. Um, yeah. Comorbidities? He had uh, he had diabetes, too, but he had a lung. Uh, he broke four ribs, and uh, oh, man. he was in the hospital for about uh, 10 days, and he was losing oxygen, and they, they put him on a ventilator. As best they could, and uh, unfortunately, this morning about uh, I think about 2 a.m. Uh, he lost the battle. All right, okay. I've got a song for you just in case you don't pick one. So, um, all right. Sure. So back to my. I mean, you sound so chipper, and that's because you guys are celebrating a life uh, well lived. And uh, you know, we're we're all we're all family tonight, aren't we? We're all farmers out here, and uh, we loved we loved our brother Kenny. Uh, that's who passed away. Yeah, and uh, we will never forget. And that's what we celebrate. That, I mean, to me, uh, and and like my other friends, I told them, I said, you know what? Think of the Irish. What do they do? They just celebrate life. They do. We don't give up. We don't celebrate the more morbidity of what happens. I said they celebrate life. What was he like? What was? Tell it. Tell it like it is. It's almost history. It's just like they're trying to race uh, on the on the left side. They're trying to race history. Well, guess what? We don't erase history. We celebrate it. We tell it like it is. I mean, I'm 26 years military special operations. I can tell it like it is. If you guys want to listen to me, you can listen all you want to. But until you experience something like that, you'll never understand the meaning of what's behind, you know, the explanation. Let's take a moment of silence very quickly for Kenny. Thank you. And Thank there you. we go. I uh, appreciate it uh, very much recalling it. But uh, back to luck. It's where preparation uh, meets opportunity. That's what luck is. That's how I got into this whole thing at the you know very, very beginning. I don't know what else to even, even say. Um, thanks for calling well, in on this night when you guys are celebrating you, you, you his life. You ever say something else, Eddie? Yes. I don't think it was luck that you're in the position you're at. Yeah. Sometimes it's all it's all destiny. And everything that happens is for a reason. Couldn't say it better myself. Thank you, Eddie. I All appreciate right. it. And uh, and Dowd and uh, and Rudy, you guys have a great night. All right, you too. I'll play a, a, a song for you. Uh, 
Uh, and Thank you. We'll finish off. I'll play since we went Irish, and I think about all this uh, kind of stuff. I just, um, you know, I'm just, the radio station could be something special. We're going to go straight into Buck Sexton. Uh, I'm trying not to get uh, kind of <laughs> uh, thinking about that. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening here this evening. Um, I appreciate you very much. And as always, download the app. Uh, join the club. Uh, right? Whatever. www.rockoftalk.com. I mean, rockoftalk.chat. Um, that's where I want you guys to go is to www.rockoftalk.chat. We'll post all the show notes, got the recording, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think this is a, a great, perfect song that just uh, sort of brings everything together. See you tomorrow at 4.